Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mel Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined with a, with a, with a, with a returning that was supposed to be Matt. I was here last week, I think. No, you I wasn't here last week. <laughs> it's been a long week. Do you know what? I like that I made a complete flub at that opening, and somehow Matt yeah. just came in right after and made everyone forget. <laughs> made everyone forget. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Helping you out. Carter's also here. I am. I, I was here last week, though, so it's not a big were, deal. You were. By the way, it's almost Red Hood time. Uh, <laughs> balls. I forgot about that. We got a new thing to introduce. We got a new, new thing from uh, David Shirt, or one of our loyal patrons, made us some new buttons for the video. For the audio people, this means next to nothing. But for the video people, they get some new buttons. So Connor's shoddily old handwritten thing has been replaced with this wonderful button which, yeah. which is uh-huh. IHRRH with the heart making a red hood face which is deeply amusing and then, if anybody that works for a t-shirt printing company <laughs> Connor needs one of these Matt don't say this you're going to regret anything you say about this one you're going to regret in about 5 seconds so I would maybe hold back on the t-shirt making no, ideas because if it was a t-shirt of this button I would totally rock it I cross a certain <laughs> word out <laughs> and uh, for Matt, we have a silhouette of someone who may or may not be his imaginary friend, and it says, "Have you seen my imaginary friend, Connor Kent?" Question. He's not imaginary. He's real. I'll show you all. <laughs> I don't want Matt to threaten me with his imaginary friend ever again. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we got some new buttons. That's a thing. So when these two say something out of line, also. Everyone, feel free to suggest what Peter's should be, and we'll get one of those for him. Oh, I don't feel like we need one for me. I feel like that's overkill. I feel like that kills the joke. It's funny with two. Once there's three of them, it's like, nah, you're overdoing it now. The audience wants a third. <laughs> It'll be fun. I wouldn't. If we create a button that go went over Connor's face that gave him a red hood. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> I mean, I can avoid it by just you know moving. Yeah, but still. Hold on, let me test that hunt. I can do this live. I think I can do it live. Uh, oh, I can do it live. Hold on, here we go. Alright. Bingham. <laughs> I'm just gonna be. He's following me. Um, I can keep track of you, car. I can follow you all day. But I'll put it back. Uh... <laughs> Alright, the audio people are getting none of this, so I'm gonna stop this right yeah. now. Uh, hey, back. Stop playing I'm, I'm destroying everything. But that, that, that was good fun. <laughs> so, here we are. We're talking about DC Comics. What's coming up on this week's show? We have Detective Comics 959. We have Action Comics 982. Wonder Woman number 25. The final Greg Rucker issue of Wonder Woman. We have The Flash number 25. Batgirl number 12. The final issue of Supergirl being Super number 4. Uh, Teen Titans number 9. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 23. Batman Beyond, number 9. Batman the Shadow, number 3. And then Connor did check out one of the Looney Tunes crossovers because he'd heard good things about it, and that is Batman slash Elmer Fudd special number 1. Uh, so that's what's coming up on this week's show. We don't have any news, actually, this week, so we can get almost get straight to books uh, after a little bit of small talk. As if moving Connor's face around with the, uh, the Red Hood logo wasn't, wasn't small talk enough. Uh, but Matt, you weren't here to make fun of Marvel Legacy last week. Would, would you like to weigh in on on that? No, no. I just it's funny how you're you're calling it Legacy, but you're not doing anything to push it forward. You're kind of going backwards. 
Yeah. If, if anything, there, there was, they're not going backwards enough. Week, there was something this week where there was a uh, retailers conference thing where they've they hinted that there'll be a proper relaunch, presumably in the the following year. So this is nothing. They're renumbering things, retitling a few things. There's I think three new books, maybe four. That's it. And then they'll relaunch again in a year. And the question is then do they do they go back to relaunch it with new number ones and ignore this whole thing? Or do they just why not do I'm it? I'm gonna cut them off at the at the head. I'm gonna ignore it all right now except for you know, Jason Aaron's books. That's it. Which happens to be the main legacy thing. Well, it's the one shot. It's they're not rebirth, but if, if it's not a reboot then it it's just like an excuse for Aaron and Ribic to work together again. So I I don't get it. I, I'm past the point of caring. I miss caring about the other company. But with this much good DC books, as you know, every week we talk about, it's just easier to focus on the positive versus the negative. It has, but it's fun to make fun of them a little bit. So <laughs> <laughs> Also, I like how you said no, just and you know, it still, it still gave us a few minutes of how I'm complaining about Legacy, which amuses me greatly. Um, yeah, they put out a big list of all the titles this week, and I, I sort of glanced through them, and I laughed a little bit that Spider-Man's returning numbering uh, is uh, 789. That gave me a little chuckle. And then... Yeah. And that was about it. I'm, I'm almost surprised they didn't just... You know, wait till they hit a key number. Like, you know, with that one, I think they're pumping out Spidey twice a month, right? So, you know, six months they can hit, they can just come back with 800. Uh, yeah, I know, it's kind of weird. Uh, I think there was one that just hit, like, I think it was Hulk, because like, it's coming back at 701, like they just missed the, maybe it's a different book, but I think it was Hulk. Right. They, they just missed the uh, landmark. That, that's annoying. Yeah. But, Tell, tells you how like rushed and unplanned this was when they're missing a number like that. It is worth mentioning because I actually this is kind of sad and sort of a, a window into my uh, nerdiness here. But uh, I, I I do kind of roughly keep track of some of the big DC books in terms of what their original numbers are at. And uh, Batman and Superman are both getting v- relatively close to eight hundred. Hmm. Not million cool. miles away, so I, I don't know if they'll maybe make a big deal. Of, even though, I don't think they'll renumber them, but like I wonder if remember how in Detective Twenty Seven was actually or no no, no Twenty Seven no, they did a special for that, but they did one for nine hundred, but it was still whatever the numbering was in yeah. fifty two. I can see them doing maybe something like that. I was like, oh, this is actually issue, issue eight hundred of Batman kind of thing. Just... Depends how close it falls to the the fiftieth issue, because presumably, obviously, twenty five is oversized. I assume fifty will be as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depends if they want another big one in that time. It'd be cool if they kept the same numbering right now and then just put, like, underneath it also, like, not a legacy number. Yeah, like, almost you know, in brackets. Yeah, just so we know because not – it's maybe collector mentality that I hate renumbering like that because then where does it go when you're organizing them? Do you uh, keep it going with the volume or, you know? Do you mean, like, on every issue or do you just mean the 800th issue? Well, just the 800th, right. because... Well, well, I think for know, the 800th, means... I think you could just do a set, like, just a sentence, like, just, you know, it's issue, yeah. whatever number it is, and then at the bottom just say, uh, special 800th issue of Batman. Like, I think that would yeah. do yeah. the trick. Yeah. You'd, you'd know what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But no, it's, it's just funny with the Marvel renumbering it because at this point, Amazing Spider-Man's been back to number one like five times, maybe in the last like yeah, ten years. It, it's it's funny that we have Detective and Action that are up back to their original numbering, mm. but Spider-Man's on like volume seventeen by now. So the problem with Spider-Man when they go back to whatever the legacy number is. It counts so many different titles. You know, it wasn't just called Amazing Spider-Man and then well, you Amazing just count Fantasy all and all. Yeah. Right. Whereas, you know, Batman 800 will probably just be the the title that's been Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they, they had 52 issues that were renumbered in New 52, yeah. but otherwise, yeah, it's all been one name. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, oh, so it's kind of just strange. I do have to throw DC under the bus a little bit here, because one of the most annoying things they've ever done, or one of the most annoying renumbering things that's ever happened was DC, and that was when they started Superman Volume 2, but kept Volume 1 going, but changed the name of Volume 1, rather than just giving Volume 2 the new name. So we have this weird thing where Volume 1 kept its numbering, but changed its title, but it's just it's annoying. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I hate you. It's stupid. Yeah. But, okay. uh, all right, that's enough numbering talking bollocks. Uh, let's talk about books. Let's go on to this week's uh, premiere issues. Starting with Detective Comics 959, written by James Tenney in the fourth, and art by Alvaro Martinez. Uh, this was obviously picking up from the Zatanna cliffhanger of last issue. Uh, more so, it obviously advanced the, the as Asriel plot and the Ascalon kind of thing that's going on with this mm-hmm. this evil armor that's coming after them. This this robot, this AI. Uh, also, so advanced that it was. It was definitely a oh it, it, aftermath issue and setting up next things. Uh, but I thought there was a lot of good beats in here that that set uh, some interesting things up. Uh, Doctor Victoria October came in to uh, fix up. Uh, what was his name? Noma, Nomos. Nomos. Nomaz. Nomaz. Yeah. Uh, the, the the last surviving dude of the Order, Saint Dumas, who uh, showed up to. Uh, yeah, warm, I kind of the feeling that we're gonna get a re. Re-establishment of the order, just under new circumstances. Mm. I can uh, see that. Really. Into this. You know, why, why else keep Nomaz, especially with this connection to Azrael? Well, Jean-Paul. Because Azrael's Ascalon uh, now. I'm just going to put it out there. The, the Jean-Paul and the actual Azrael stuff is probably the, the least interesting part yeah. of this story. And maybe the entire run so far for me. I do like how it's playing into the larger story, though, because at the end of the, the League of Shadows stuff, we had, you know, Batman cursing magic, and so he reaches up to Zatanna, yeah. you know, to get his reestablishment of magic, and that scene that, that kicks off the issue of those two in in my hometown uh, was fantastic. I love when an artist can can, like... Actually, pay homage to actual geography, you know, and it so it looks proper. And then to that, to smash that against later in the issue in Gotham, I just I loved it. Yeah, it contrast between the different cities and how you know mm-hmm. Vegas very bright, Gotham very yep. sort of dark and grungy. I mean, obviously there's still some neon lighting, but it's the, oh, the, yeah. a different beast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of setup. I, I did like the scene with uh, uh, Doctor October with uh, with Nomaz, particularly from Kate Clayface's point of view, where mm. uh, she's kind of bantering with them and she's kind of, you know, she's a kind of a quick talker and that uh, you know Clayface, Clayface's whole thing where they, they sort of reiterate that little column A, little column B thing, 
where she's like, oh, why, why are you asking about this? Would you, you wouldn't want me to be uh, trying to fix your condition, would you, Clayface? And he's like, oh, little column A, little column B. Uh, so there was, there was some fun banter uh, from some of the characters in that way. I think I think what this this issue is, it's not a standout issue of the, the, the run by any means, but I think it's just a solid example of, now this is why we like this book, because it's all a different kick. Because you know, there's, there's a scene with Batwoman and uh, Batwing go off to his company, and it's just it's just a bit of teasing. Like he's talking about the actual technology behind the whole AI and how it's how it's very different coding from actual computer coding, and how it's almost mm-hmm. like a different language to computer coding. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know setting up some of the sort of the mystery behind it and some of the the threat. But it's just the idea that we have all these different bat characters all kind of doing doing their own all connects, but they're all kind of doing their own thing in this issue. Uh, and Batman's asking Zatanna for help and he's like, oh yeah, you once offered to help me with something uh, and then he, obviously there's that touchy moment where he brings out the, uh, the the Tim hologram, he's like, yeah, I've already lost so much Yeah, and then and it's pushing that part of the story forward too, because we know from solicits that detectives are going into that realm, right? That was a detective that we're going to see Oh yeah, yeah. Com- com- October, yeah. Yeah, September actually we're, we're getting yeah. an arc that sort of starts to hit on that stuff, but so, so it's writing for the trade, but it's also writing issue to issue, which I think is a skill that not many writers can nail nowadays, because you either do one or the other, and they're kind of like standalone stories, or they're just these big, like, like John writes for the trade better, I think, than he writes for single, mm, yeah. you know, but um, Tinian, Tynan, however we're going to say it, is just, he's kind of nailing both right now. Tiny in the fourth. Tinian. Tiny man, James the James the Fourth, as I like to call him. But, but yeah, it's, uh, it was a really great issue. And the art, I, I like the the art again. We yeah, talked about the contrasting cities, but Especially, all the characters kind of have a nice, like, not a close up, but we get a nice, you know, moment with with them not doing actiony stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, it's one of my favorite things about ensemble books uh, is the downtime between things. And it's, it's one of the things that I thought Justice League was really lacking when we were reading it. It's just, yeah, I kind of want an issue of them just lounging around the Watchtower, you know, one one day. And that's not, this isn't quite that, but it's, it has that kind of feel to it where it is, it's them regrouping after like big stuff's went down and kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. And to go back to your point about the art and the contrast in the cities, I, I, I do actually like how... Uh, probably my favourite scene of the, the book is the scene with Batman's Zatanna towards the end, uh, just from an art perspective, because of the rain. Like, it feels yeah, just completely uh, different from the, the opening I, scene. I love yep. how the, the colours are so muted as well, compared to, you know, in Vegas. It's very bright and flashy, as, yeah. as you'd expect. Where is this? This does, grim. this does have a brightness to it, but it's all moonlight. It's all very one-tone kind of glow, yeah. as opposed to the uh, sort of bright, colourful... It's, it's kind of just this... this dull blue and white whereas vegas you know you've got the, the reds and the oranges yeah yeah that, that, well, it also kind of it plays off of them as characters because they're kind of young and fresh-faced and bright mm. in that vegas scene but when they're in gotham they've seen the world and they've seen what mm. it can do so it's kind of it's washed out and muted it's also kind of the light that's kind of unforgiving like when someone's mm-hmm. in this light, in this type of moonlight, almost fluorescent kind of shade, it's not very, like, no one likes being in that light. You always look crap on camera under those conditions. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this unflattering look to it. In a nice I think way. also it's, <laughs> it's more of a, a natural light as well. Like I said, it's, it's kind of moonlight and it feels much more natural compared to Vegas where everything's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a... It's a Manufacturing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, this is what we, we want to be, and then this is, no, this is what the world actually is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Vegas is very pretty, but it was manipulated to be that way, as opposed to yeah. what, what the way that things actually are. So, no, um, no, so the show, it, it, obviously we have the, the end with the cliffhanger that Asriel's suit kind of 
wakes up on its own and is like, yeah, yeah, you thought you were in control. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. So... I'm not, I'm not i'm not particularly interested in that side of things it's it's definitely the weakest part for me um i i, I kind it, of i kind of agree with that to an extent i i don't know I, mean, I wouldn't call it weak though like i'm having enough fun with it that i'm like yeah I'm i dying. think the problem is i just i just don't really care it's fine but i don't care about anything that's happening in that plot yet i'll say hopefully i'll, I'll change but i'm intrigued moment... about what it did to jean paul to kind of fry him a little bit. But other than that, like this big killer AI, yeah, you take it or leave it. I'm much more interested in his for, character development. For me, it's not like a super interesting plot in terms of like with the plot itself, but in terms of what it's putting the rest of the characters through, I'm kind of into it. And yeah, I think it's interesting enough. I think it works enough. There's nothing about it that feels. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes a plot can feel like, oh, this just feels super forced. It feels whatever. Uh, this this feels like you know he, he set the seeds. This is this was you know planted a while ago, and um, we're going through it now, and it's like yeah, it's, it's fine. It's, like you say, it, it's fine. I just I don't really care about it. Hmm. You used to have a knack for sounding more negative than anyone else, Connor, when you just don't care about something. I think that's. Uh, I think it's because I find that worse than when I find something bad. Because it, it, it's just this awkward middle ground where I just like I don't care, and it's it's not interesting enough to either way to to make me hate it or like it. It's just it just exists, and that's yeah. So I I'm not I'm not in that same place as you. I like it more than you do. Like I'm I don't love it, but I'm I'm enjoying it well enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Me too. Um, cool. So I guess that's detective. Nice simple simple issue that. Uh, that'll take us on to Action Comics nine eight two, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Jack Herbert. Uh, so. Yeah, we were a little bit mixed on the last issue. I was a bit more critical on it than you guys were. Uh, Superman obviously went blind. Uh, the Revenge Squad sort of geared up. Uh, and we find out this issue they're coming to the fortress. Superman's still blind. John and Lois are at the fortress with Superman. They're trying to figure out how he fix him. Mm. And the, the, the basically the, the villains all kind of roll up to the front door and start trying to break in. It's, it's kind of really simple in that sense. Uh, and we have the big cliffhanger, big, big epic cliffhanger at the end where the rest of the super family show up to help fight. Uh, which yeah, I, I did enjoy this issue a lot more than the last one. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a key simplicity to Superman being because now that we've got over the kind of, I mean, I, I thought the, the reveal of him being blind is a little bit bullshit, but now that he's actually mm-hmm. just oh he's blind, we have to cope with this. How do we deal with this? And the rest of the family show up, especially since uh, like Kalex like makes the call. He's like right, uh, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to use the word assemble because we associate that with a certain rival. <laughs> team, yeah. but like that, that kind of had that feeling to it. So you know that final Unite. splash page of uh, like you know, because the idea that Supergirl swoops in in the previous page to get him out of harm's way because she's the one that's fast enough, and then like it's yeah. just not it's all of them there, and it's the, that just the core idea that Lex is at the front saying, "No, he is ours. Back yeah. the f up." <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the pumping. big brothers. Like no one's allowed to beat up the little brother but me. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know? kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. So. But and and I like that we have this assembly of of false Superman with the Superman family, you know, because you you look at the Revenge Squad and three quarters of them look like Superman. Yeah, you, you, you know? got uh, yeah, you know, uh, Eradicator who's got the the, the symbol on. You've got yeah. Cyborg Superman who's got the symbol on. Yeah, yeah. and then Zod. Zod's does it, Kryptonian. Yeah, he doesn't have the House of L on him, but he's got his symbol, yeah. so it's. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and then you have Mongol, who's a big, nasty-looking dude, and 
Uh, yeah, I, I like how because early on the villains are all sort of arguing about okay, why are we doing this? Zod's not wanting yeah. to take orders, and I like how when uh, I think it's Henshaw who's like saying, "Oh, this is what everyone's going to get out of this," and I like how yeah. Mongols is just, "Oh, you get another war world." He's like, "Yes, finally, <laughs> not yeah. had enough war worlds." <laughs> exactly. It's been too long. <laughs> no, no, I had more uh, fun with this one. I, I think. I think the setup of the villains has been fun. It's not maybe been as, as sort of deep or as menacing as I'd have liked of a team of this caliber to have been formed by. It, it feels yeah, a little yeah. bit more simpler than I'd have liked it. However, if if it's all leading to like the super family coming together to fight as a team, then yeah, I'm I'm having fun with it in that sense. So yeah, I, I can't complain too much. No, I agree. That's it's fun. My biggest problem with the issue is the art change for the the fight mm. section. It's a mm-hmm. different artist, I think. I'm pretty sure anyway, because it completely changes over. Uh, let me look at the credits page. Yeah, there's a different artist listed. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say the pages, but I assume it's that bit. Funnily enough, it doesn't credit a second artist on the front page, I don't think. Uh, no, you're right, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, they're only doing like three pages, I think. Because but... uh, I, I get the names of Comixology, but typically to double-check them when it's someone... If I see something I'm yeah. not expecting to see, I'll look at the front cover and see who's credited there to match up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if there's a second artist like that who's not credited on the front, that that'll be why it's. Uh... Yeah, they they only do about three pages by the look of it, but it really sticks out as a change in style for the for the big fight moment. Just wait until we get to Flash. There's like four artists on it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. but they handle that better. I oh, they do, they do. Don't get me wrong, they do. Yeah. But I just I remember getting to that when I was doing the names and my you know I get my document up and I have these names ready so, so I can rattle them off at a moment's notice, and I got to Flash and I'm like. Four names? Wasn't that many, was it? And then I looked at the front cover and it's like, no, nah, big list of goddamn. No, like, fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Four hours. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, no it, was, it was a fun issue. Uh, obviously, the, the ending is a highlight. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some key things dropped here. Like, uh, Kalex drops kind of a bomb in the middle here where he mentions that the, the battle armor. Yeah, yeah, it healed him once after the Doomsday fight, but like. We can't do that again. Like, that, that was a one time clause. Yeah, it, it drained the battery, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Maybe it put some, like you know, if if he fights something that big again, there is a chance that he could die and stay dead. I mean, we know that. I mean, obviously, from a meta perspective of looking at, it, is like, oh, they're never going to do that. We know they're never going to do that. They'll, they'll always Which find a, a way shame, out because it's the only way we'll get John to to take up the the mantle at Which, some point. Not necessarily. Superman could just pass it to him. You he know? could. He could. He's yeah. not. He's not Batman. Where he's like, no, this is my mission. And he's no, no. I, go I feel just, swinging, you know. I feel like it's it's more of a, an editorial perspective where to, yeah. to to stop them just going back to it at any moment, going oh let's call in the big guns. Hmm. Yeah, they they just want to get him out of the picture if they're ever going to do that. Yeah, because at least with Batman, there is there is a point where he's just going to physically age, yeah. where he's just going to have to concede that all right, okay, I can't quite. I can't quite do the flips and stuff like I used to. I'm going to have to, <laughs> going to have to let Damien and Dick and Tim kind of, you know, run wild with us. Or in an alternate future, Terry. Or in an alternate future, Terry. More mm-hmm. on that later. And Batman. Yeah, Beyond. yeah, but but yeah, I could see Superman retiring, but being like John's getting into trouble, but he shows up to help at one point. You know. Yeah. Because what yeah. dads do? Dads never let you. At least, <laughs> mine. Might. They won't let you fail. <laughs> they won't let you fail intentionally. You know, they'll kind of keep a, a hands around there. So, but I, I think, you know, it's a place where Tim's been a teenager for 20 plus years. He was just going to college 
right before the uh, what was their name? Kane's guys. Colony. Colony. Right before they attacked. All right, okay. You know. I wasn't sure what Matt was asking for there, so I was just kind of waiting for yeah. Colony answer. Yeah. Connor got it. Um, <laughs> I really like, uh, in terms of the art, I like the, the the full page splash where Superman flies out of the fortress. Uh, yeah. with, one except, with one minor criticism is that for some reason his red boots aren't on that page. I don't know why. Uh but other than that, it looks quite good. Uh, actually, I really like the following pitch as well uh, with uh, Kara getting the message. Because we don't see them all get a message, we just see Kara. Uh, yeah. Which I kind of like because it's kind of the idea that Supergirl is the one who's like the next in line in terms of just yeah, lineage. In terms of, yeah. Just... Also, just she's the one it communicates to, so mm -hmm. she can yeah. round them up from there. Yeah, yeah. That makes and sense. she had that, that orb that he gave her. Which right, I like exactly. is the thing from the movie. It's the, it's the orb from the movie, the Supergirl movie, the Omahedron. Yeah. It's that thing, which made me laugh, because I just think of the movie when I see that. Uh, also, I like her opening the shirt and her hair's like mid-change. Like, it's it's yeah. gradually yeah. changing to the, the blonde. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, but no, I'm more fun with this issue. Uh, like you say, the art does change during the action. Uh, but otherwise, I did like the art. I, I, I specifically like how, uh, how Herbert draws Zod's goatee. There's something just yeah. kind of gruff about it that I like. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's angular, you know, right? It rem it reminds me more of like a, a biker. Yeah. Yeah. Or actually, do you, know, do, you know, do you know what the face reminds me of? It it reminds me of like the type of like scruffy goatee you might see in a western, like a cowboy would have. Yeah. yeah. But the rest of it's like, he's got the goatee, but the rest of it's not shaved properly. It's just like a goatee with a shadow with the rest mm -hmm. of the face. It's got that kind of gruffness yeah, to he it. He hasn't had time. I think that that's one of my bigger problems with the, you know the the art when it changes. I still like the other art for the most mm. part. It's just a weird change, but but Zod's facial hair changes completely, and that is just unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the only criticism I could have is that uh, Supergirl does look a bit older than she does in her own book because obviously the art style is very different. But that's about it. Uh, Keenan as well. Yeah. Keenan looks kind of old as well. But I, I guess this, I guess Herbert's thing is just that everyone kind of looks middle aged, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it looks quite bulky keenan look at him he's, he's got a, a good does. bulkiness to him in that last yeah. page that that hand that they're showing like <laughs> look how much he's tensing that that he's gonna mess somebody up yeah yeah he he's he's done some serious time with that hand so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's a fun issue he's thinking of lacey Lan or whatever whatever the, the reporter is in that book is that right lacey Lan? am i right I'm waiting for Matt to agree with me. He's just sitting there in that space. So, so, wait, say that again. Is it Lacey Lang, the, the reporter in a uh, new Superman? Uh, Lani Lang, yeah. It's not Lani Lang. I know that for a fact. No, Lady Lang. It's Lady Lang. Lady Lang. There, there you go. go. We got there in the end. Uh, yeah. But no, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's the. It doesn't quite have the weight that I'd maybe want this story to have, but it is fun, and having the team come together at the end is quite exciting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, so, so, solid, solid issue. That'll take us on to Wonder Woman number 25, the final issue in this run from Greg Rucka. Uh, Liam Sharp oh. and Bilkis Evely are both here for art as well, which is quite nice, because it gives it a mm -hmm. send-off from sort of both sides of the the timeline, as it were, even though it is yep. all present day. So it's all set after the events of the, the last couple issues. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's called Perfect. It's basically a sort of epilogue to the series where Wonder Woman's kind of pissed 
Uh, I laughed out loud at the start of this issue because the Justice League were indeed fighting the Shaggy Man. I love it because it looks like they're fighting Bigfoot. And they, they even comment on, didn't, didn't Aquaman deal with this? Like, well, we thought he did, yeah. but clearly he's useless, so yeah. now, now we're fighting him. That's kind of the gist of it. But, but yeah, basically Wonder Woman obliterates them with a show of force when yep. she shows up, and Batman and Superman are like, eh, I think Diana's kind of pissed about something. Maybe we should go over there and talk yeah. to her. You have a talk with her. Yeah. And I, I, I could almost, like, if this was a bro comedy, I could almost see the scene of them walking over and just sort of whispering, like, right, don't ask her if it's the time of the month. She'll just punch you. You go. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah. Careful what you say. Uh, she Clark, you can nice. do it. You can take the punch. I can't take the punch. <laughs> <laughs> but you do it. Uh, yeah. Use that excuse for everything, Bruce. Uh-huh. You, you say that, but then, then he'd be like, Bruce would be like, nah, I've got to... I can't let Clark do better than me. I'm going to be the one to do it. I'll, I'll take, take it. the risk. Let, let me just break out my steel reinforced with like kryptonite and yeah. uh, like adamantium, even though that's not in this world. To, you know all the the, the the armored bat suits that we yeah. see every so yeah. often. He'll just go. He'll just walk up to him one of those. Yeah, it'll, it'll be like that scene from uh, Age of Ultron where you know Iron Man's uh, Hulk suit comes in. Launches it. It'll just be like yeah. this, this armor suit will just land in the desert, and he'll just get into it. Like, right, I'm ready to take the punch. <laughs> Yeah. Hey Diana, have you put on weight? Brace yourself. <laughs> Someone's bloated. Oh dear. Um, no, obviously the art during this. See when she's like uh, launching Shaggy Man like past the sun, and he's got the rays of light coming past. Gorgeous yeah. stuff. Yeah. Looks great. Well, I, I like when she knocks him down. You can see the the impact. Like mm. she's hitting hard. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Uh, so 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 Batman and Superman make a point of a uh, of a uh, getting her a little bit later uh, after she goes to visit Kale because Kale's we get a little wrap up to her where there's lawyers trying to like like take her down for her part and everything and her lawyers are basically like hey, you don't have a warrant go away and basically yeah, you guys can't do nothing yeah, and they... even in uh, the poison teams there Maru mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know they're uh, still in play which I like seeing. But her and Wonder Woman have this great like final confrontation of this run where Wonder Woman again shows up at her balcony, kinda like we've seen her do before. And is like, right, I'm here to make you or ask you to find Barbara Ann and fix her. Turn her back. You did this to her. Mm-hmm. And Kale's like, No. Is like this defiant no. And she brings up some valid yeah. points, is that Barbara Ann kind of willingly did it and doesn't seem to want to be changed back anymore. But it's... Yeah, but still, she only did that to help. Oh, of course, of you course, know? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, So, I, I get one woman. Again, this is all about her being angry after we've seen that she was this emissary of compassion and love. I mean, that's how she trapped the gods. Yeah, well, she, she feels yeah. deceived. She feels like she's been mistreated mm-hmm. because of because of them lying yeah. to her, because of it, all that, uh, and how, how everything ended. She can never go home again. Like She feels like she's been uh, just downright deceived. Uh, so Batman and Superman ultimately sort of try and have a chat with her. They're like, okay, right, the rest of the league's gone. Let's 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 call her out here in the desert once more and try and cheer her up, find out what's going on. Uh, and basically, like, you're angry. Why are you angry? And she explains to them, and they're like, well, you can talk to your, you know, you can talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to the gods and find out what's going on. Like, why not? Do it. Like, you can fix this. And I I kind of like this. Because Superman, because she, she she explains what happens, and Superman oh asks what gods it was, and Batman's like, no, that's the wrong yeah. question. It's like, 
<laughs> like, you know, I like the idea that even though this is something that Batman doesn't really understand the world of, that he still tackles yeah. it with, uh, with you know, problem solving. Right, okay, but you have options. You you did this and right. Yeah, yeah. I like that side of it. I um, love how like Clark's just sat down during all this. Yeah, uh, like Bruce, no chance. He's stood there like he, he wouldn't dare. But Clark's just you know just sitting down. It's like yeah, go on, I'll put my feet up. I don't think I don't think I think it's a real Batman unless he's in the cave at the back computer. But I don't think out in public Batman would ever sit down whilst whilst in the uniform. No, I don't think he would. I like him just crouching in like an action pose. <laughs> just oh yeah, he'll yeah. crouch. He'll crouch in a gargoyle. That's different. No, no, well, no, no. I just mean like in the middle of the desert. You know, I like some people. <laughs> you know, they're just like I gotta stretch my my quads out and. You know, uh, I also like that he that Superman tells her, you know, you're good at hope. It's always been kind of your thing, and that coming from Superman is is a nice sentiment. Yeah, that's so your they're, thing. They're trying to cheer up. <laughs> it's not my thing. They're, I'm Superman. I mean, it, yeah. literally, I have hope stamped on my chest. Yeah. But that's your thing. Exactly. <laughs> because you've always you've always been good at it in that panel, but I like that they're they're not coming to her as Superman and Batman. They're coming to her as as friends. Yeah, it actually I, it very neatly uh, harkens back to that 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 part of the annual that, that annual uh, rock and yeah. roll. Yeah. Well, I, I I haven't checked, but is this the same place? It may as be. That? Yeah. Because I, I yeah. thought I thought that's what it was, but I didn't actually check. I know in part of the desert, Nevada. So. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense that that's the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve sets up because they, basically Steve's like, uh, "All right, you, you you keep living in places that aren't really homes. You know, you're living at the embassy, yeah. which is a nice little drop reference to his old run." Uh, and you're living here, you're living there. Uh, so him and the guys set up a house for her. Like, this is your house. You've got a home now. And he set up a romantic thing. And there's a, this better sweet moment where she says, oh, I'm dealing with something now. I'll be, be later. Sorry, Steve. And you, you see that he's got roses and he's got wine ready. And it's this sort of like, oh, he's set up this up. And she, she's yeah. obviously been very distant. She's emotionally in a really bad place right now. And this is, you know, Batman Superman of like, right, go and, go and talk to mm-hmm. the gods. Find out what's going on. Yep. and she does. She she goes she goes and uh, talks to the the creepy old lady who is uh, there to represent said gods. Yep, like an old crone. Yeah. Well, it's an older lady and a younger lady, and then Diana who's like the midpoint. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and she's got the old staff, the old wizard staff that you often yep. see these figures. Yeah, you know. and she's 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 basically upset. She's deceived. Blah blah blah. Uh, and basically, she's reminded. Well, yeah, but you, you, you're still think of all the good you've done, all the good that's come from all of this. Uh, you are still you. You've always been you. No matter if if, if there has been changes, the one constant that's never changed is who you are and what you've done. And it almost felt like a meta comment on like, oh, how many times have your origin yeah. been messed with? How many times has all that been messed with? Uh, but ultimately, the core of who you are and what you you do for everyone else has always stayed the same. Uh, right. You know, there's that great point. Obviously, it's something that a lot of writers do with Wonder Woman is they like to throw in the word wonder at a key point. It's like, yeah. why not? Like she says, think of the wonders you've seen and the, the wonder you've incurred. So yeah. it's... The exact words are, the girl who wondered has seen wonders. There you go. And, that was the line. Yeah, yeah. And I think in any other hands, it could be super goofy, but I think Rucka nails it because of the context of it all. Well, yeah. I think what's great about that is that it it, heart, it, it kind of justifies in retrospect. No, it needed justification. It was it worked right. fine as it was, sure. but 
uh, it, it added adds extra justification to the fact that we started this with a year one story alongside the present yeah. day stuff because it harkens yeah, back mm-hmm. to her, her, her origin which is what she's referencing here she's referencing the girl who wondered which is how she started and where she's right. journeyed from through all this it kind of encapsulates her entire journey up until this point uh, and then the gods basically give her a lasso back because it's her tool to use like they had no intention of keeping they, it from they, her. They, they, I'm going to put it this way. They, they Harry Potter it. It's the mirror of Erised, is, is what they do here. Yeah. That's spot on. I totally get that I, uh, reference. You, you've, you've seen the first film, right, Pete? I've seen all the movies, but I can't remember them. They're kind of forgettable. It's, so basically, in the mirror, it shows you your heart's desire. And basically, at the end of that movie, spoiler alert for an almost 20-year-old movie, um that's been seen by millions and loved by millions. But <laughs> basically the only way to get the Sorcerer's Stone is to, to basically wish it into your pocket. Like only somebody that could want it and not use it. Yeah, you have to like pure apart it. basically. Yeah. And so here is she looks down into her reflection and, you know, zing. It's, it's there. Yeah, cue, it's, cue, it's uh, the exact same moment as it just appearing yeah. in his pocket. Uh-huh. But. So... It's a great page because obviously it, they have the reflection in the bottom half and it kind of mirrors what's mm-hmm. going on. You yeah. see her smile on both both sides. It's really nice. And she sees the animals once again, the uh, the representatives of the gods. And it's, it's That's it. My favourite moment is in the, the first reflection where you see the owl, but you don't see it at the top. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's the idea that they're there, but it's not like revealing themselves yet. And obviously yeah. the next page, she actually gets to see them once again. We get to see that ridiculous deer with the, the really long antlers... Uh, and... Which that has to be Artemis. That's the only one that it can be. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. But that's that's a that's a stag, isn't it? And Artemis is yeah. always a doe. Yeah, but she was the goddess of the hunt, and you don't hunt doe. You no. hunt the stag. You're right, but she's so, not betrayed as a, as a it's stag. Not, in, in my brain, it's it's that it has to be because everyone else there is represented, unless yeah. it's Apollo. But then why would you leave out Artemis? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Oh, yeah. So, uh, maybe uh, our final scene. She's she, so she's felt rejuvenated. She's she's she feels like she's she's over her her, her hissy fit essentially to, to boil well, it down. Well, this is it. She smiles for basically the first time all issue. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. she finally finds her smile again, and she she goes she goes home to her new house, uh, and has a romantic moment with Steve. Is basically what it boils down yeah. to. Uh, there's all yeah. all seen with banner, which is it's all very sweet, but ultimate boils down to they have a romantic yeah. moment and we have that final page spread of them lying in the bed together, uh, and you know because sometimes obviously comics like to save the title of the the issue for the end, so you mm-hmm. know because it has that moment at the end where it's like no this is what it kind of meant and it's like so it's perfect obviously as the lasso but perfect also it's kind of like yeah like your your life has kind of become this yeah things have finally worked out yeah so. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, it's a very, like, it's like it was, the titling of the run. It was a, yeah, perfect. It was a very sweet yeah. epilogue to a, a a great run, which you know, twenty five yeah, issues. I, I, I keep thinking that it's it's been the other one since I read it on Wednesday. You know, the title pretty much accurately describes the the run and the issue as well. Yeah, like that's just that's what it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, ultimately, this is about her getting over everything she's went through in this run. Uh, it's kind of accepting that it was all for something. It all meant something. It wasn't meaningless. Uh, yeah. And the- well, she knows the truth now, and that's her thing. I mean, Superman might think it's hope, but it's really the truth. And mm. she has it. She can't go home 
And even though she can't go home, she's gonna make the best of it, and because that's why she left, is to make the world a better place. So, yeah. So there you go. There you have it. That's the end of the run that we've been praising, pretty much the whole time, pretty much since we started the show. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that rebirth issue, which we're all still getting down on, but yeah, rebirth issue nicely. Kind of sucked, but yeah, the rest of it's been fantastic. <laughs> so. so no, there you go. That that is that is Rucker's Wonder Woman run came to a close. Uh, it's all done. So, what will issue twenty six bring? How will we feel about it? Well, I mean, I, I keep seeing the the preview page. Yeah, well, the preview, there's the cover the that cover, they're, you yeah. know they're advertising, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I like the look of this. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm down. Well, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we will. So, as I say, this is the first time a new. There's not a new run per se because we know it's changing after five issues, and then it's changing again after another five. So we know we've got a couple of in between ones here but it's still it's the first time that uh, one of the main books has changed its teams it's the first proper creative shake-up yeah obviously yeah. we've had we've had fill-ins we had, for an issue but nothing yeah like. and we had the superwoman change but this is the first on a on a on a major book and it, even that it's like well it changed after seven issues that's basically starting with a mini and then getting to the main run if you want to look at it that way yeah yeah so but anyway so you go that's wonder woman wonder woman 25 end of end of an epic epic run so that'll take us on to the Flash number 25, Joshua Williamson writing, and then we have the art team of Carmine D. Giadomenico, Neil Gouge, Howard Porter, and Ryan Sook. Yeah. That's a lot of names. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think there's too many artists on this book. I, I, I like that they at least separate them for, you know, the various segments. Yeah, I like that. So it, yeah, it doesn't have... feel as jarring, Yeah, we have a... I don't we... think the... T- we have a flashback from Flash's perspective, which is the Gouge section. We have a flashback from uh, Thon's perspective, which I think is the, the Porter mm-hmm. section. Uh, and then, obviously, most of the the, the main stuff is Gia Domenico. Where, where is the, the Ryan Sook stuff, specifically? I think that's the... Oh, man, I want to say it was the future that he goes to, that where he goes to the Flash Museum. No, First couple I th- pages. I think uh, maybe some was of the that pages. Geodomenico? But a lot of it was Geodomenico, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was mixed in with the, the, the Porter or Gouge sections. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't super uh, noticeable. So I'm just looking at the, the credits page. I don't see Porter. I just see Gouge and Sook. So maybe it's just, so maybe it's just Sook. Uh, maybe it's just Sook. Where's, where's Porter? <laughs> Porter did the, the variant cover. Oh, maybe, that's that's why, maybe that's why he was creating Comixology then. Yeah. That's fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's just Gia Domenico, Neil Gouge, and Ryan Sook. So then we can break that up. Then yeah, it makes sense. Thing. The... We, we had the two different flashbacks in each one, which I mean, it does work from the sense that they're both different fl- uh, perspectives of the flashbacks. Yeah, I just think they're a bit too jarring a shift it, to do it. You know, like we've got three different artists in one issue, and it's a bit of a longer issue, so it gets away with that a little bit more. But yeah, I, d- I don't it's... know. I liked it though because. With... It playing with timelines and stuff, it shows like it looks the same, but it's slightly off. Yeah, I don't have much you know? of a problem with it. I, I think because I'm not a big Gouge guy, like I think he stuff's a little bit too. Uh... That's a fun phrase. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit too. Uh, I, I don't know, cartoony in a in a way that I'm not. It's it's the big heads. It's the big the heads. heads are misproportioned. It, it's not not when they're out of costume. Regular people heads are fine, but in the flash yeah. suit, the head just looks really big for some reason. But here, actually, his stuff his stuff kind of worked for the 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 flashback where where Barry's talking about when he first met Thon and he was this Flash fan in the future because it 
It works because it's this weird op- optimism. Op- yeah, the optimism of this kid. It yeah. kind of fits the the style of the art uh, that he's telling here. So it, it it works quite well in that sense. So basically, the issue is Barry knows that Iris has been taken to the twenty fifth century. He goes on the the old treadmill and he arrives as well. But as we're going, we we get this story of when he first met Thon. And I, I have to say, I love when it gets to the end of this flashback and it's like, oh, he went too far. He had his own methods. Uh, Thon really hates me. I like that at the end of that page, there's no art at the bottom. It just goes to white and it says, and I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that tease of like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll get it. It just sit there on its own, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Uh, especially since like I was uh, starting to think, wait, it, 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 are we starting to explain this here with like what his flashback? And then it's like, no, no, he doesn't know. I, he has no idea why he hates him. Like, enough to go back and kill his mother. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we actually kind of answer it in this issue, which is uh, kind of a big yep. deal. Uh, so as much as they're kind of cheating by saying this is the start of this arc, it's not. It's the third issue. Um, they, they have done something big with it. They've said, no, we're going to take Reverse Flash, we're going to take Thon, and we're going to explore why does he hate Barry so much. We're going to sort of discover yep. that. Uh, and that's when we get to, obviously, his side of the flashbacks where he explains what happened next and he tried to like live up to Barry he, tr- he tried to keep his promise and become better he ended up becoming the curator of this Flash Museum uh, which is why well, after yeah after he gets busted by Barry for creating crime so he can solve the crime right yeah that, that, goes, was, that was in Barry's kind of segment of the flashback well but yeah but it revisited it because that's how he gets the name professor is yeah. he goes and he teaches in the jail yeah, he is yeah, actually yeah. rehabilitated. Yeah, yeah, he, exactly. That, that, that leads to, and then work, that's what allows him to at, at least the to flash work, museum. Yeah, at least him to work in the museum. Then it leads to him curating yeah. the flash museum, uh, yeah. and so we find out all this. And then he's like, "Oh, I finally become a better person. I'm going to go back in time and see Barry and show show him what I've become. Let, let him know that yeah, that his message got through. And yeah. he wears yellow, and I actually really like this touch." Because yeah. that's yeah. what the allies of the Flash usually wear, and it's like it does make sense. Because I think I think I've often questioned, and I think a lot of people have, is well, it's kind of weird how he's villain. His arch nemesis is a yellow Flash suit. Yeah, all of the kid Flashes seem to always wear yellow as well. It's kind of yeah. kind of an odd mix, and so that that's kind of it's kind of like a retcon, but it's a retcon I really like. It really makes it click well, together. It's it's something John should have done. So Williamson yeah. doing it, it just feels right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. so because obviously he talks about how he, he, the reason why he even got the Speed Force in the first place, because he, he found Barry's original suit and that's what let him yeah. sort of uh, tinker with it and whatnot. Uh, but he goes back and it turns out the reason why he is so, he hates Barry so much, at least partly, is that he sees Barry give a watch to Wally, or original Wally, OG Ginger yeah. Wally. Uh, he gives him a watch with the, you know, every second is a gift in the back. And that was a moment they shared where Barry tells him that line, every second is a gift. And he feels jealousy because it's not just him; that it's Wally, and that this this anger, this this this, and I love this for a lot of reasons. I love it because it's it's incredibly simple, it's incredibly petty, but it's also yeah, the it's idea so that petty. the idea that Wally's also part of it, the idea that Wally's also mm-hmm. part of the cause for his hatred, uh, is kind of glorious to me. Do you, do you know the moment that sticks out most to me? It's where he says, "It's because you treated me the same as everyone else." Like he. He yeah. thought he'd got preferential treatment. He thought he was special, but yeah. Barry is just such a such a good dude that he treats everyone that well, and that's well, what hurts. And, that, and that, that's kind it, of the the better sweetness of it is that that's what makes him a great hero. Is that he does treat everyone yeah. like this, and he yeah. can't and Thorn can't see that. He's like, no, I want special treatment. No, I want to be. It's like the cable guy, you know, like. <laughs> well, that was a weird reference friend. to make, but go on, yes. 
Well, that's the whole crux of that movie is he thinks that they're better friends than they, they are. And then he intrudes on his life. Although, you know, Jim Carrey's character in that movie is not, you know, kidnapping people and time traveling with them. But if he had speed force powers, I could totally see it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was incredibly petty and it drives that like, whereas I like Captain Cold because he's like this blue collar. I'm just doing a job. I have an honor code. This is, Zoom's like, he's twisted in the head. Like, he, he thought they had a thing. And, and they, you know, they did, but not like he thought. Like, it's a lot of projection, so it makes him unique in the villain set. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize your sentence was finished. I was, I was, <laughs> Man, I I was waiting for more. I thought Connor, I thought Connor <laughs> oh, was going to no. say something. That's why yeah. I cut it off. I, I said my bit before. I was waiting for, for you as well. I thought you had more to go with. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh. so, so basically, we, we end with uh, Thorne suits up. Because he's in like his professor tweed jacket for uh, <laughs> a, a good chunk of it. And he, uh, he suits up and he... Iris is there, of course, and he, he drops a hint of who the Flash is and then he rips off the mask and says, I'd like you to introduce to you Barry Allen. Uh, so that's the big shocking. So Iris knows at the end of this issue. Uh, so No, it's, it's a big prominent issue. It's like... Explain explaining the the motivation for Thon is probably one of the biggest things you could do for the Flash right now, in terms of uh, yeah. give us some details and uh, combine that with you know and I I still by the way I still love that Thon remembers the original timeline like for him that is the regular timeline and he's yeah. outside of all this stuff and he he's aware of it because the the idea that he he's like oh wait Iris doesn't know yet what. Like, you know, the idea that that's new to him, because for him... He's like, oh, I can have some fun with this. Yeah, Yeah. so, no. It's good stuff. Uh, I want to give um, DC in general some credit for making all these issue 25s actually feel important. Because obviously they're they're, they're making a big deal of art. They're extra size, they're anniversary issues, and sometimes that means nothing. You get a backup that's unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty much every single one of these has been a big, major point. Yeah. You know, the end end of a run. Star of a major story here... It's not quite the style of the story, no matter what they're saying, but it is a big moment. Yeah, there's there's been none where it has just been like a backup, and yeah, look, look it's like first issue of War Jokes and Riddles, huge. Uh, final issue of Rucker's Wonder Woman run, huge. Uh, you know, this run really big important moment for the Flash. Arguably, Superman's been one of the the weakest in the sense that it just kind of yeah. fell at the end of that arc. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but most of them have felt kind of big, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it makes me. I'm looking forward to some of the other 25s that we've got coming up. Yeah, I mean, are the 25s next month like, for Nightwing and Hal Jordan? Uh, are they big issues? I can't remember. I assume so. Yeah, I assume I so as well. But at the same time, I don't remember it being in the solicits where it's like, oh, these are special anniversary issues. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention or looking close enough. But I'll have, I'll have a quick glance. See glance, if. Uh... Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, good issues. Flash. I, I feel like I've said my piece on it, but. Uh... Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, so we're just killing time now till Connor. Yeah, no, t- yeah. Uh, Nightwing at least is is a big issue, cool. so I assume the others are. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'd expect all the twenty fives then to be uh, big issues. Uh, yeah. So that's fun. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess that'll take us on to our next book, which is Batgirl number twelve. Hope Larson writing Ele- Eleonora Carlini on art, and this is a hell of an issue. This is a I, I was not prepared for what this issue was going to be when I when I cracked it open. Uh, basically, Batgirl's tagging along to like a paranormal investigation, like sort of YouTube show, 
because she's curious about what's going on. Especially, it's the local gym. It's the Y uh, in Burnside. Yeah. That is, uh, you know, and then there's some, some something creepy in there that's making people like quit. And uh, the the guy who works there tells a story about you know his, his pool classes with that he does with the newborns and the elderly, where there's these weird this weird things showing up in the pool. Uh, and I enjoyed this issue a lot. I really did. I do think there's a couple of moments later on where it took some leaps that I was not really prepared for. Yeah, I didn't enjoy yeah. it at all. They're, they're, and that, that killed me because I'd been enjoying Batgirl oh, so much. No, I still enjoyed it because I, w- I was having fun with the setup at the start. I was really liking the heart tagging along for this paranormal stuff. The line that killed me, though, the line that where... I didn't, it didn't make, drop me out of the issue, but it did make me sort of treat it in a different light, is at one point Batgirl says, oh yeah, and lots of people in the pool are... Because she basically theorises that... Uh, this girl who disappeared is in a different dimension and she's trying to get back. And then, so, and I'm like, okay, I like that idea. That's pretty fun. And then she says, yeah, and it's all the different bodies in the pool uh, coming together. That, that would be the right circumstances for her coming back. I'm like, how would it? Why? Explain that. Well, you can't just then, drop that line. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, well, according to my research, we wouldn't have to hold hands. Well, I mean, she, well, she does say... What was your say, research, Babs? For, 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 for Pete's point, she does say... Uh, the chemical makeup of the pool, the electrical energy of a group of people in the water, those are consistent with the variables necessary for tra- for teleportation based on the designs of the machine that she'd read earlier. It just it felt like such a huge. I agree to me. I think I think this could have been if this was two issues, maybe three, and actually got a bit more of her working. Because it out. I I actually like what the plot is. I actually like that it is someone trying to get back from an altered dimension. I was pr- pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have a problem. The beginning, she's like, "There's a logical explanation for this." Yeah, and I don't have you a know? problem with the hand-holding jokes because that, what to me, that was just kind of funny. Like, because because the host what? of this YouTube thing's like, "Oh, that's all being a circle and hold hands," and Barb's like, "There's not actually any reason for the okay, whatever." <laughs> well, I think, and I get that it makes a common moment, but the way that she was setting it was it was based off her research. We wouldn't need to, and it was like, well, yeah, we made this gigantic leap, so. Yeah, it's, it's just the the science part of it when she drops that line about oh that this 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 lines up for the conditions to bring someone. But I'm like, oh, come on, you, you can't just jump to that. You, you you've jumped over a few few steps in the process for it. Yeah, again, why why is Batgirl there? Like, to be like, uh, they invited her, didn't they? Because they yeah. they wanted the the promotion basically for the okay. show. Yeah. That, that was what the the opening bit was. Right. I think. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I I still had a lot of fun with the issue. Well, I just. I want to point out it's a couple of It's not so much weeks. a problem. It was just a wondering going... Because when she's in the pool in a bathing suit with a mask on... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I love that she has a Batgirl swimsuit. Yeah, that was, uh-huh. a, bit, that was a bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And the art I wasn't a fan of, it was way too manga for my liking. So... Oh, I really enjoyed the art. Yeah. I, I thought that was nice. fine. I was liking the, the sort of... To go with the paranormal, sort of the darker tones, the sort of colder kind of vibe that it was given. Uh, no, I still enjoyed this show a lot. I thought it was a fun one it was just, it took some leaps in the signs for me where I went, wait, what? Like, a couple of times. So that, that'd be my complaint. Uh, especially since you've got a character from the Bat family who typically do not deal with paranormal stuff. I feel like you have to, like, sort of, you know, let them be shocked by the fact that they're dealing with a ghost or something like that. Yeah, but I also like that it's her science background. Where she's not Luke Fox and, like, the, the Tony mm. Stark tech, she kind of just is the more general science and so I do like that she does take it to the college and goes to see the, the who she go see first, the chemist, and yeah. then the physicist. The physicist. Or was, yeah, physicist. Yeah, yeah. and, and the chemist oh. has a crush on the physicist, and I like how she's yeah. like she's leaving. She's whispering like, "Yeah, good luck, buddy. Yeah, it's going well." 
I liked I liked that it showed you know her character and uh, plus the awkwardness with with the chemist was pretty great. Came across well on the page. Yeah, yeah for the most part, I was just like, yeah. I, 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 I legitimately had a blast with this. I think it was a great sort of in between arc story. It, it was just that one leap in the middle of, uh, yeah, this is the this is the right conditions to bring. It. I was like, how, why? <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, I really think an extra issue play up the mystery of it a bit more first, mm. and then you know have the investigation go on a little bit. Yeah, longer. I, I, I think, think would have made it much more enjoyable. Yeah, I, th- I think the reveal that it was someone who meant missing try to come back from another dimension. I think that was a really cool reveal. That would have played after more mystery. Like I, 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 think, I, think, I feel like that's how you end the first issue, yeah. and then the second yeah. issue is how do we get her back? Yeah, the because yeah, because the problem is she just says it in a speech bubble, and it's like okay, that's a really fun idea, but you could have that could have been a cool reveal later yeah. on. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Maybe it should have been two issues, but I mean, like I say, I I typically had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was just that one leap in the middle. I was like, how did you jump to that? Seriously, yeah. it kind of felt like maybe it yeah. was meant to be more than one issue, but for some reason. You know, they, she, has to, she has to have the next arc done by a certain time or whatever. It does feel edited for time, mm. you know? Like there's, there might be a couple scenes missing and whatnot. But I will say that Larson still has a knack for dialogue. Even even some of that sillier stuff, she she pulls it off pretty well. Like the, the swim instructor talking about going through what his day is and the weird stuff, I thought felt very not real. But you know what I mean? Just like, natural. True to life. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. usually when you read comics, if regular people dialogue is very like, stunted and stilted. And, but here, it just kind of flowed also, like it should. I want to briefly mention the last page has a an arrow level uh, cutaway uh, where the, the camera, as it were, goes into the coffee and then comes back out of another cup of coffee where the, the girl's now like, sort of recuperating their apartment. <laughs> I thought that was amusing. Yeah. That, that made me chuckle. You you can see the camera movement in it, can't you? Yeah, you can. You can. Yep. You can just go whoosh. Oh, back out. We're in another scene. Yeah, you, you can hear the flash. Yeah, you can. You can hear the sound effects. Well, I'll take us on to our next book. Although before I do that, there was actually a good twenty-minute break between the, the last book and us starting this section because <laughs> technical faults and it was scary for a minute. I just wanted. I wanted everyone to know at home the mindset. Yeah, it was all Peter's fault. How was it my, my computer? It's your, not... your technology. <laughs> I didn't invent it. You own it. <laughs> it was Ascalon. Yeah, it was Ascalon. <laughs> no, no, it was some sort of Marvel virus. They, they heard us talking shit about Legacy. <laughs> they, they wanted to sabotage. That's Silence! It was Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but yeah, that'll take us on to Supergirl being Super number four. Uh, Mariko Tamaki writing and Joelle Jones on art. This is the final part of this story. Uh, we really liked the first three issues. We were looking forward to this one. Yep. Uh, and I think it stuck the landing. It did. To, to use a this, flying this metaphor. Whole, so I, I have a shelf in my room that I put all my favorite Superman stories on once they're collected. Uh, once this gets collected, this will go. Even though it's not Superman, exactly. I feel like this is one that I'll hand to people who are like, hey, you want to read comics? Here's a good example of something to read. Oh yeah, this this is one of one of those perfect standalone things. Although I mean, I could see them doing a sequel if they want to. That said, yeah. I don't think they need to. As much as there are some things set up at the end, the ending actually works as a very like you kind of know what the rest is going to be just because of yeah. comics knowledge. You don't yeah. really need it necessarily. The, the story oh, was coming of age. We'll, the story was getting. We'll up to get this point. there, but when I turned the page, and there was a certain character that showed up. <laughs> 
I was like, oh. the last page or the the person before the last page. Person before the right, last okay, page. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know who you're talking about. Uh, I, I I freaked out because there was a moment where our friend showed on the phone. Oh yeah, there's all these news stories about Metropolis, and you see this blurry photo. And I'm like, oh shit, they're actually going yeah. there. Well, yeah, because... because up to this point, it's kind of been like she's been essentially doing Clark's journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought she was instead of him in this. That world. and that's what I thought too, and that's how I was selling it to to a guy at the shop. I was like, it's kind of like Supergirl if Superman never existed. And then you get to that reference of Dolly going, yeah, I've been looking at the news and it's it's super weird, just suddenly. And so I was like, oh no, here we go. Yeah, but it was exciting. I, was, I didn't feel cheated because it was like, well, no, the point either. of the story was that he didn't exist. It's just, no one knew about him yet because he was still, right. you know, he, was, he, he hadn't came out as Superman yet. Uh, yeah. So... No, nah, that because ultimately what the, the, the issue builds up to is her going to see him. She's finally going to meet someone who she can connect with because she tries to connect with Tanon, but Tanon, of course, we've seen in the last issue, he's actually a bit unstable and is happily to murder whoever uh, he uh, feels yeah, like. Yeah, a bit, bit unstable is like I would go with homicidal maniac. To be Granted, a- he's probably got some form of kryptonite poisoning. We don't know what he really was about before this. You know, I don't think he was a Phantom Zone you know, refugee. No, no. It sounds like he's so, been crazy after 15, 20 years of this experimentation. Torture. Yeah, culture. yeah. He, he tells the story of, you know, being a, an ambassador. Which, I believe that. Oh, I believe it as well. I actually, because I think what sells it as well is that when she tells him that Krypton doesn't exist anymore, he doesn't know that. He thinks Krypton's still right. ready to go back to. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, it doesn't exist. It's done. Like, it blew up. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, as much as, like, I think this has balls. This 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 series because it never felt the need to put her in the suit. I I, I respect oh. that actually, because uh, I think it would have been very easy to do. Because this issue does have a lot of the 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 kind of where you'd expect it to go in, in a final issue of a sort of origin because she does kind of have to go and save someone. You know, the, the, Dolly's kind of yeah. the damsel, and she even cracks a joke. What's it like to be a damsel yeah. if she's carrying her down? Uh, but like she goes and you know it's on a. a a not finished yet high rise, you know, skyscraper, yeah. which again is a very superhero finale setting. There's always well, these buildings kinda, ready to go. Yeah, it's reminiscent of the "You Got Me, Who's Got You," but because they already know each other, and there's you know, but it's there, there's a back and forth there. But that's very Superman, the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, and obviously throughout the whole thing as well, she. Because at the start she's going to run away with Tanon, but she quickly learns who, 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 what kind of person he is. And I like that it's ultimately when it's like, and this is again very classical. It's kind of like you know when Zod tried to tell you know on the first meeting between Zod and Superman, there's typically yeah. oh let's rebuild Krypton, let's do so. But then Superman realizes, wait, not you want to murder everyone else to build Krypton yeah, or enslave them? Yeah, you want to no. rebuild Krypton at the price of Earth, and that's yeah. kind of he wants his revenge, which she understands because he wasn't treated well, and the the teacher that. I forget the character's name, yeah, but their their gym teacher that was responsible for the earthquakes is responsible for one of her best friend's death. So Kara's in this weird gray area where she wants her to pay a price for for causing all this chaos, but she doesn't want to be like tan on and just you know explode yeah. her. Because as she even points out, she actually has lived with other humans her whole life. She she knows yeah. them. She understands better people and bad people. She 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 knows the distinction. Yeah. It's not everyone's the same. 
uh, and that's kind of ultimately that's kind of ultimately the heart of the story is that she ultimately learns that no, I do have a family. This is my home, and I want to protect it. I, mm-hmm. I do like the moment though where she's like, "But I thought I knew, you know, the the teacher." It's like I thought I, I thought mm, she yeah. was a good person. I thought I could trust her, but so maybe my judgment isn't as accurate as I think it is. She yeah. questions well, it still. She's still like what sixteen, seventeen? Like she's yeah. still in high school. Yeah, she has a whole lot to learn, and. But yeah, and I like I like at the end where she makes the decision to go out and really kind of find herself. It is very Clark leaving Smallville. It is. It's, um, it's that exact thing. It's this Superman yeah. movie when he's out in the cornfield and he's like, you know, mother, I have to go off yeah. and find who I am. This is that yeah. moment yeah. almost exactly. But but she's still talking with Dolly and stuff, and she talks about how her dad gave her gold because he doesn't believe in credit cards. Well, well, first of all, yeah, the Ron Swanson comparisons are bad. Yeah, like- God. Secondly, I do like I like the idea that she's still in contact with Dolly because mobile mm-hmm. phones exist. I feel like if yeah. he'd made Superman the movie now, he probably would still text Martha. You know, like I'm okay, mom. I'm fine. I'm yeah. stopping the Arctic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know, finding my birthright and whatnot. But yeah, it was all. It was a very satisfying conclusion. And then we, you know, we knew Luther Core was was it Luther Core or Lex Core. Lex Core. They use them interchangeably. Lex Core. Yeah. So. We know it's them from from the previous issue that's responsible for experimenting on Tanon, and you know the the science or the PE teacher get, gets away, right? Um, yeah, yeah, she's 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 alive at the end when she's talking to him. Yeah, and so they're they're coming and looking, and because she knows about Car and whatnot, and it, it keeps that thread going that Luther Cores or Lex Cores very invested in these Kryptonians, and they're. Checking out her house. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense because they're asking the parents questions and stuff. Yeah, uh, do you know what moment I love actually? There's a moment where uh, Tanon's got uh, Dolly and he's holding her off the ledge and he drops her and then he tries to hold Kara back from saving her and she eventually yeah. fights out. And I love the, the the page of her flying down and you get the flashbacks of the first issue where her other friend died and she couldn't save yep. her. And it's, yeah. it's, it's this weight of this. It pushes her. That, 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 I mean, that, this could be a great moment anyway, just with her swooping down and saving her friend, but there's so much weight here because she couldn't do it in the first issue. Yeah. Uh, they just, it worked really well. It was really Well, it's a not again. This is yeah. not happening again. I'm not going to let it. Yeah. And it it kicks her into that extra gear to, to get down there. I, I love how like, the reaction when she scores, oh, I'm not going to die. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Dolly as a character too. She's, yeah. you know, Again, like that doesn't need to be a sequel, but if they wanted to do a sequel, um, you can have all my monies. Like, yeah, I mean they've built some support and cast. They've set up this seed that mm-hmm. the gym teachers with Lex. They're looking into things. Yeah, uh, that's the that's friend. the reveal that I, that I was building to yeah. is she goes back to the car and Lex Luthor's Chrome Dome himself. Yeah. It's like, ugh. yeah. Even Dolly seems like she's going to have a a new girlfriend. She she ran into yeah. a friend. Um, Who's into the same, you know, artsy fartsy museums that she is, and she's yeah. all happy about it. Uh, yeah. And still, Tanon's not caught either. Like Tanon's still out there; yeah. he gets away. Like that's why you think, oh, maybe there are plans for like a sequel because yeah. everyone gets away. There's no bad guy yeah. caught, done, you know, neat bow. It's all. Uh, but again, I don't think it necessarily needs to be. But that that, that part in particular feels like it probably as there is maybe some ideas for. Yeah, a that with the, the introduction of Lex, because it feels like you don't need that unless you're yeah. planning a sequel. That said, yeah. the, the final page though, the final moment where she's in Metropolis and uh, someone says, "Oh, there's something on out there." Oh, it's uh, it's him, and she she goes up, and the final page is Superman is there, and she's like, "Hey, you know, can we talk for a second? And it's just a shock in yeah. his face that 
this girl exists. Uh, it's like him. There's, uh, yeah, there's someone like her. And that that's always been kind of the underlying of this series is she feels like an outsider even though she's surrounded by other people. Yeah, she's alone. Yeah. You know? And even though she has her friend group and all of her friends kind of feel the same way, you know, they're when she's at the diner, she orders a salad with French fries and a milkshake, like like a friend. That, that's yeah. A, yeah. exactly. So, you know, and and now that they both don't have to be by themselves. Well, like Clark, I, I, I think there's an obvious criticism you can make with like, oh, you're just going to make her like female Clark, where she's on the farm and she's got all these things. Yeah. But, and this story actually helps the point of the story because, yeah, like they can relate to each other in such a like in such a level not not only are they both aliens not only they've both grown up with powers yep. they both grew up in farms and felt alone like there's so much parallels between them that exactly uh, and also i just love the final the final caption here our narration is here we go mm-hmm. it's like yeah i'm ready yep. to start my life now and be who i am and not question yeah. who i am every like second minute can, can we just right. talk about how good the makeshift cape is yeah i was just gonna get to that over her <laughs> back pinned to her backpack it's in- fantastic and it even has like the the golden outline. Yeah, like, yeah, the uh, yellow trim. The border, yeah, trim. That's the word. The you know, and just that pose is a classic kind of Supergirl pose too. Yeah, even Superman. Like, what's that? That pose is from a famous cover, right? I'm not yeah. imagining that. That Superman pose. Mm. Yeah. No, we've seen him do it before. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, uh, uh, no, really cool. Yeah. If you if you haven't read it, like much like Dead Man, like they're killing it with these. You know, bi-monthly... Yeah, the prestige format. Yeah, prestige format ones. Um, And this almost could be the de facto Supergirl origin at one point. You know, kind of how they did Killing Joke, and that was prestige originally, Elseworlds. Yeah. I I can see them taking stuff from this and incorporating it into a version of Supergirl down the line. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't upset me. No, No, I'd go right with that. Uh, It was a a great series overall. Yeah. Yeah, good, good coming of age story... Uh, fed into the Superman mythos, and it's. I, I know, I know the Dead Man one only got a paperback. I really hope this gets a hardcover to put on my shelf. Yeah, mm. Just uh, yeah it, it, so. it deserves it. We I, can I feel, hope. I feel like both of them really deserve deluxes. Oh, they, they they do. Yeah, they really do. Um, I did like this more than the Dead Man one, but they're both fantastic. This is. Well, yeah, it's yeah, they're different flavors. It's, it, like I can. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a really good orange and then a really good apple. Yeah, one, I was gonna go. One's a pizza and one's a sandwich, and they're both delicious. But yeah, but but pizza clearly wins. No, it depends on the sandwich. No, it doesn't. Pizza always. Yes, wins. it does. No, Connor, but you put pineapple on pizza too. I bet he does. He's gonna I, 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 I normally don't, but if it's there, I don't mind it. Oh no, <sighs> see, you're a sympathizer. That's even worse. Least, so I, no, I can on now. It, I feel like I need to ruin the world. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to order a meat feast or a, you know, like a chicken barbecue, spicy chicken, something like that. But at least if, if I'm given a, a slice of ham and pineapple, I'm going to enjoy it because that's le- still good pizza. At least these filthy pineapple and pizza lovers commit to it. They say, we believe in this. They're wrong, but they believe in it. Whereas you're just like, oh, yeah, no, I suppose it's fine. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm never going to oppose it, but if it, I'm, I, I probably wouldn't order I'm it. I'm so it's, it's quite to a it. boring pizza. I'm allergic to, to it, and all this talk just made me sneeze. <laughs> I, think, I, think it's, I think it's a boring pizza to order, so I never would. But if I'm given it, you're damn right I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to say, they're, they're two different, distinct, that I like them both, but... 
they, I, love how, I, like that I love how we ended up in a pizza debate and Tim's not even here to <laughs> to start it. We just did that all on our own. I'll be oh, proud when he listens to this. See well. So, no, Supergirl being Super Number 4 was really, really good. Uh, art was great as well. I was, it was consistent with what we'd had in the last three issues. Yeah. Uh, Israel Jones killing Jones. it, uh, as she had been. So. Uh, but no, uh, that, 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 is, uh, that is that. So check out. If you, if you hadn't been reading the single issues, by, by all means, definitely get the trade. Uh, yeah. Either digitally or when it comes out on paperback or hardcover, whatever it is. It's, it's well worth reading if you're a Superman fan. So, uh, or Supergirl fan, more specifically, uh, which you might be. So... All right, uh, that'll take us on to sort of the back half of the show with uh, all these other books. We'll try and keep these a little bit shorter, although I'm not necessarily promising anything. Uh, Teen Titans number nine, uh, Benjamin Percy writing, Koi Fam on art. Was I the only one who read this, or Matt, did you read this as well? No, I read it. Okay, um, I, I keep threatening I'm going to drop it just for <laughs> time, yeah. but I, I get to these. Like This is much better than the previous Deathstroke stuff, so we're, we're back to what I enjoy with oh, Percy, yeah. you know. Having Beast Boy crack jokes about turning into a T-Rex and being big on social media. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, like, that killed he, me. He has Starfire filming his uh, super heroics on her phone, or on his phone, mm-hmm. so that he can put it on social media later. And he's, he's, he's eating a car as a T-Rex, and he's like, Ah-ah-ah. And she's like, what? Yeah. And he spits it out, he's like, did you get that? Uh, it, was, yeah. it was all very amusing. Uh, but the issue, of course, focused mainly on uh, Aqualad here. Uh, yep. Jackson. Uh, still, still doesn't have a full name. He doesn't. Like, he, he, he doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have the hero name yet. He's just uh, called yeah. uh, his, his regular name. Uh, but it's about him. His mother comes to see him, and she reveals that she has uh, water powers. Because obviously, we've been hinting that Black Man is his dad, but Black Man doesn't actually have water powers. Yeah. Uh, which makes it makes sense that his mother's actually the where the powers come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's in hiding because she doesn't want Black Man to find them, which is which is why mm-hmm. they went. She took him to uh, the the driest place in the Mexico. Planet. Yeah, the yeah. desert. <laughs> yeah, pretty fun stuff. So I wonder if she's from the same like colony as Mira, because Mira can you know do Manipulate, the, the hydrokinesis yeah. stuff. Possible. Um, and she's really good at it. Where we see that Jackson needs a little help. Like, he has those cool handles and the backpack that helps him do it. Yeah, well, uh, da- again. Yeah, because Damien uh, gives uh, gives him this cool thing. It's it's almost it's basically water lightsabers to put it into. Yeah. A, yeah. into context no, that's, that's what he had in Young Justice oh is that what he had in Young Justice mm-hmm. as well yeah, yeah. well he gets yeah. them in this then uh, and he, he makes the water form out of it it's pretty cool uh, yep. but yeah so that, that, that's basically the gist of the issue there's, a, there's one scene with uh, Kid Flash uh, where Raven comes to see him and tries to like sort of kind of cheer him up as best as Raven can do uh, and Kid Flash is like, nah, I'm going to go and try my luck with uh, Deathstroke, which I know is crazy, but I kind of trust him for some reason. Uh, and it's basically mm-hmm. just an, an exit scene for him to go off into Deathstroke's team uh, for next issue. So, yep. so that was the thing. Uh, but of course, Black Manta is in the issue. He's paying attention. He sees Aqualad on the news. He shows up at the end to fight his mother. And that's the big cliffhanger at the end is that he shows up and uh, she's like, oh, Manta, you again. And like they, they're about to fight. And that's the that's the end yeah. of the show. Uh, but I thought it was fun. It, it, obviously, I, I think it's good to give Aqualad a bit of time because he's probably the least least known quantity on the team. Yeah. And he, that, he's that, basically a new character. Pretty much, you know? yeah. Because he he shows up late because you know he gets called out to go and help with the you know when Beast Boy's a T Rex thing. Mm-hmm. But he shows up after they've already done everything. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. And he's like, you should have called me earlier. I'm not I'm not Kid Flash. 
Yeah. Which was always amusing. And, and he says it kind of like, you know, as if Kid Flash was not that he wasn't well liked, but you know, he put up with a lot of Damien's BS. You know. Hmm. So you know he's not going to fill that void of of Kid Flash. So. Well, yeah, I, I think was... it, I think at its basics, though, he's just saying that I'm not got super speed. You have to call me enough times right. so I can get here. <laughs> but but I took Percy saying that like there's some team dynamic stuff there too, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, art's still great. Uh, Koi Fam, bright, colorful, bold, mm-hmm. uh, angular lines. It's good stuff. Um, but no, I, I'm glad that they're, they're giving uh, some attention. I, I like the idea that it's going to do kind of what Detective was doing, and that each arc might focus on a different team member now. And like build them up. You know, maybe we'll get one for Beast Boy. Maybe we'll get one for Starfire, Raven. Uh, I'd expect them all to get their own sort of spotlight over the next few arcs. Yeah. But no. Uh, so that was a, it's a fun issue. Fun issue. Uh, that'll take us on to Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps number twenty-three. Robert Vendetti writing, Ethan Van Skyver on art. You two read this by all means. Take it away, Connor. So you remember to specify this. this oh, oh. there you go. I'm in the hot seat. So this is fulfilling on the the cliffhanger that we had before that maybe a Green Lantern murdered a yellow. And that's what most of the issue is about, just figuring out, is it true? If it is true, how do we stop the evidence getting out and ruining the relationship? Yeah, and so it kind of shows that John is, he is this bridge builder. Yeah. But, he's because he's an architect, but he's not going to be okay with someone coming down and blowing up his bridge. That's it. He's like, even if it did happen, I want yeah. to deal with this internally. I don't want this public. I don't want this ruining yep. everything else. Yeah. So so who does he get to go take care of this to get the evidence? Oh, well, only the, the best team possible. Well, judging exactly. from the smirk in Matt's face, there's only one guess I've got for it. Uh, go on. Well, it, it, Guy. It, guy Gardner. It, but it, but the, no. The best, but it's, and? It's, oh, and, and uh, Arkello. Yeah. yeah. They are the best so it should be good cop, bad cop, right? But this is, you know, bad, bad cop, cop, bad cop. cop. Yeah, bad cop, worst cop. There you go. Like Bad, bad cop, uh, monster cop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's, there is a fantastic running joke where Guy says, ah, oh, we'll, we'll need a, a wrecking ball. Yep. And Arklo interprets ball as in the, the dance. The dance. And, and he yeah. thinks it'll be like a, like a dance, but with destruction. And Which kind of totally is Arkillo's thing, right? Like he's he's violent, but does it in a graceful way. To, you know? to the point where you have guy in the middle of the fight going, right? Cue the Aerosmith. Yeah, exactly. Which I loved. And then and then again, you got Vendetti's weak point with Hal. Like yeah. I don't know what to do with him because can't put him in Green Lanterns because I don't want him taking shine away from Simon and Jessica. Ah, poop. I like Simon and Jessica in Justice League as well, I suppose, but uh, just put them in Justice League team or something. Yeah, because, again, how's the least interesting plot going on here? And it's just basically, you know, John tasked him with finding out if this is true. Like, go go follow up some leads of Green Lanterns. And, you know, and of course it's Tomar 2, yeah. right? And that's why he's been acting sick, because you find out at the end that He's been holding the other Zudarian. I can't remember his name. I think it was Romat Ru. Um, but his his Sinestro Corps ring. He's been using all of his will basically to to keep it from finding a 
replacement. Yeah. And but yeah, guy and Arkillo get a they get their mission done, you know, and and tear up the the Raiders and, <laughs> storage and they facility. Bring back the thing that holds the data recording is this yeah. little purple fig, alien figure, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just like the the fact that this is the like the thing that holds. The, the key yeah. to their entire relationship right now is fantastic. And I feel like this isn't going to blow up on them at all in the slightest with, with the Raiders and them, you know, no, of doing not. less than legal means. But, <laughs> but yeah, so we found out that, you know, the Zudarians are going to be in trouble, which makes sense because the, the first issue that I got back into it here was that kind of Legends of the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. Where we had the news, we had the Zudarian uh, grandmother telling the story how she was once a Green Lantern. So, Kind of feel that Tomar 2's days are numbered here. Well, that's Quite fine. That's why you have Tomar 3. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> so, the other plot you have is the, the Kyle and Saranek stuff. And yeah. Kyle's still being really pushy and a bit of a dick. And yeah. he's not particularly enjoyable right now either, to be honest. No. But I, I get that because he's dealing with some heavy stuff. He is. Stuff. Yeah. He, it's like in Back to the Future where he's like, what, do my kids become assholes, Doc? Or do I become an asshole? He's like, no, it's your kids. That's what he's dealing with. Yeah. His, his, yeah his... And, and you do have Killua going, hey, dude, chill. Yeah. Basically. Which is, well, and I like that how Sornik deals with it, too. Because he's like, no, I'm. we've been over this. I'm happy with the Sinatra Core. I've changed them for the good. You were the, the, like, the mini-colored Rainbow Lantern. You know, yeah. like you have anybody should know that you're not defined by one color. Well, that's it. He should know that yellow isn't inherently bad because he right. harnessed it for however long this this exactly. supposedly happened for now. So it's like, yeah, it's just it can be used for good as well. And obviously, then she goes and sees the uh, oh God, what's the villain's name from the last arc? I've forgotten again. Sarko. Sarko. Uh, obviously, we got the reveal where he said that, you know, he was their kid. And right. she's she's finding out for herself. She does a, an autopsy, a DNA scan, and you know it it tells her, and she looks kind of angry. That yeah, because that Kyle's yeah keeping it from her. Yeah, um, it it was interesting as she was discovering. Uh, yeah. The uh, he started disappearing. His body started disappearing, and yeah. you know it was the idea that her discovering this is ruining their relationship because he kept it from yeah. her. Right? So to the point where. This guy now never exists because right. that, that never happens. But she gets into some timey wimey stuff because if he never existed, how did the last arc exist, and how did he, yeah. she find out about him not existing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm no, going to pretend that's not a problem. No, that's fine. Again, it's just it's overthinking time travel stories, which is what I do. Yeah, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, it's it, it's a very good issue apart from mm-hmm. how and and Kyle's a yeah. bit iffy, but. Mostly, yeah. it's still pretty good. Yeah. You know, Sarko kind of sounds like slang for being sarcastic. You know, like something that a kid would say, like, oh, you're being pure Sarko. Yeah. It does. <laughs> uh, that's just... great again, obviously. Thanks, Skyver. Yeah. I didn't just read that. I'm just, I can only give thoughts on what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my yeah. thought. I agree on the art, too. It's it's Van Skyver. There's nothing that I can't say about him that hasn't been said like he's a he's a solid artist especially as far as Green Lantern's concerned yeah 
best best moment of the issue is when uh, the snipers line up on Guy and Arkelo jumps in the way and, and takes the yeah. shot. And then Guy's like, oh, now I'm pissed and shoots back. And, yeah, it's pretty yeah. great. Mm. I agree. All right. Uh, that'll take us on to Batman Beyond, number nine. Dan Jurgens writing, Bernard Chai on art. Uh, me and Matt read this. And mm-hmm. this is, uh, of course, continuing from the, the, the reveal last issue that Damian Wayne is now the new Razal Ghul. Uh, not Malcolm Merlin, just in case people are no. hoping. He used to be Razal Ghul. You but know. Not anymore. Uh, but no, so so we have this. So basically, the gist of the issue is we have uh, we have Damien fighting uh, Terry, but we have Bruce on the way because he needs to get there because he knows that you know the suit's dangerous. Yep. Damien's dangerous. He needs to get there. But I think a lot of the issue is the flashbacks. We find out kind of that Damien put on that suit himself uh, when Bruce first retired, and it went bad. He ended up killing a lot of people as a result. Well, he took out. Yeah, he took out the the League of Assassins. Yeah, which actually pleased Raz because then that sort of like then Raz sort of took him in after that. It's like, oh, you're no longer path. Yeah. You've you've been screwed up by this suit. You're now a murdering yeah. psychopath. Come to the fold. Like yeah, and and this returns Raz to the traditional the the only way to save the world is to murder everybody on it, so they can't ruin it anymore. And yeah. Damien seems to be in league with that, but. You know, more importantly, he kind of owns up to what he did in the suit. Like, he doesn't blame the suit, whereas Bruce does. He was like, no, I was in full control the whole time. Whereas we see Terry kind of struggling with the AI. Like, it does stuff that he doesn't necessarily want it to do. But it's it's doing it anyways. Yeah, so, yeah there's kind of like a, almost inner struggle to fight with it. Yeah. Just try to, like, combat himself. And mm-hmm. so... <laughs> We get we get a lot of Bruce like sort of traipsing about in the snow and complaining about how old he is and how how this is a really difficult climb now for yeah. him. Yeah, he so. said it would take him a while when he was in shape, but now that he's out of shape, it's gonna take all day. Yeah, he said he wouldn't break a sweat at yeah. his prime, but now he, he doesn't even know if he'll he'll be able to do it at all. So he's he's deeply concerned about that. Yeah. Um. So no, it was it was kind of a fun issue. Do you know what yeah. I like about uh, Batman Beyond? I like kind of how light and breezy it is. It's a really quick read. I felt like I got through this super quick. Yeah. Uh, we end with the cliffhanger, of course, is that Damien actually beats Terry and is standing over him with a sword, ready to kill him, when yeah. Bruce arrives. So we, we kind of arrive kind of at the, the big climactic moment that's going to spin yeah. into the next issue. Um, but, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. There was The fighting itself looked good. Uh, mm. A lot of energy in the art, which is good. Uh, yeah. It's not super detailed. It, it has quite a clean style to it, but uh, it well, works well. It, it, it very reminds me of the animation on the cartoon, where it's sure. just the clean, yeah, the clean, crisp lines and almost Tim. But this is not Tim-esque like that was. This is definitely Jane has his own style, but it definitely borrows from the show. I would say, especially his Damien. His Damien looks really good, like because hmm. he's he's got the Al Ghul armor on, but you could tell that he's a Wayne too. So. Yeah, I I almost uh, like they were playing a fine line, like they were trying to like have him sound like Damien, but obviously he's older, so they wanted to tone it down a right. little bit because he's maybe matured. Uh, right. And I'm not sure if they quite hit the exact right balance of the light, but it, I mean, I I appreciated the attempt, if nothing else. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. He's still kind of a shit, but he's a forty-something-year-old yeah. version he, of he's, it. He's not enough of a shit. I was expecting more, yeah. more disputes, but I, I do like that he keeps calling Terry the Pretender. 
Yeah. I'm going to kill this pretender. That's fun stuff. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because it's personal. It's, yeah. You know, your dad has adopted a new kid. And we all know how he feels about the other bat children. You know, <laughs> he didn't like, he tried to tell, kill Tim instantly. Like, you know, so. This is true. This is true. That'll take us on to Batman The Shadow number 3, Steve Orlando and Scott Snyder writing Riley Rosmo on art, as it's been for the last two issues as well. Uh, so the stag goes to the Joker, that was kind of the, the big reveal in the last issue, is yep. that he was going to go to the Joker to try and get him to work with him. And a lot of the issue kind of is that, although I think the highlight of the issue is uh, this, the Shadow is like held captive in this underwater bat cave location. It's like one of the most Snyder things he could have done. Yeah, he, you know, it's like you know, we know he's got a moon base. He's also got a a base underwater near Gotham. Yeah, a deep sea base. Yeah, I have no problem believing that whatsoever. No, nah, me, me, neither. me but, neither. But Alfred has him, and he's all chained up. Like you would see, like Harry Houdini when he would yeah. do his escapes. Like there ain't no way he's getting out of this. Yeah, and we. we and, yeah, ahead, uh, Alfred basically it's, it's Alfred and him debating about who knows best for what's best for Bruce and what right. he's doing and trying to outsmart each other and Alfred tells stories about how he's seen horrors and unlike Bruce he actually does believe that there is such a thing as like magic and there is darkness and that yeah. you can't explain whereas, whereas Bruce always looks for an explanation he always looks for right. no 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 there's always an answer there's always a scientific answer to something whereas Alfred accepts that there is things in the shadows that they can't quite add up Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that, that kind of debate and uh, as it goes basically it, it all boils down to this great scene where Batman does show up where the Joker and uh, the stag are and he comes in and first of all I love that Joker's pissed that he says stag first because Batman like drops in like through the, the skylight and he's like yeah. stag, Joker, you know it's on now and he's like Look, I realise he's the new guy in town but you always say me first as he goes to swipe him with a knife it's, uh, well, it's and, good stuff and, and- and again, that's pretty Snyder as well, because we know that Snyder addresses their relationship almost like, not that it's romantic, but like Joker does love messing with Batman. So yeah, the fact like he wouldn't address him first, he's been slighted. It's that, and I think also beyond just their relationship, just he wants top billing. He wants to be recognized yeah. that he's the most important guy in the room. Exactly. Uh, so the video people will be noticing that the sunlight uh, on yeah. me is getting really extreme. I am like so overblown right now, but uh, nothing I can do about that at the moment. Apologies. Um, Turn off just... the sun, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also find out that the shadow has been secretly training a bunch of different people. It implies that he, yeah. you know, without them knowing, much like Bruce, because he just thought he was going to be trained by Ducard, but it implies that he had some part in training of both Green Arrow and Catwoman as well as others who have already died. like, uh, And ultimately, so the Stags thing is that he hunts the best of people, kind of like how the Shadow goes after the worst of people. So the re- reveal at the end is that the Stags' final victim is going to be Bruce Wayne. It's going to be Batman, because he is the best of the best of right. human beings. That's kind of the idea. So, And then the Shadow's also pissed because he's also meant to be the next Shadow. Like Ultimately, Bruce mm-hmm. is the one who should inherit that. So, yeah, so, so Sarah's getting like a two for one. Kinda, yeah. He's, he's saving someone, yeah. but he's also setting up his, his successor. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I did not, when I started reading this, I was having fun with it. I did not expect this series to kind of like. I mean, how much this actually stands like in the long run? Probably not. Yeah. But this, it, one, this one made me realize it's not in continuity, it's just yeah. a fun lark. Because it, it definitely, the way they're kind of tying in the shadow 
into the entire fabric of the DCU. I'm like, okay, right, this is this is out of continuity, but it's a fun idea. It's a fun idea that he was behind yeah. training a lot of the, the human fighters in the world. Right. Well, and it, it kind of goes because the the Shadow is like a proto superhero. I, I guess scheme of things. The, the way you could read it is, if you want it to be true, it could be. Hmm? There's, there's yeah, no but yeah, so it couldn't be. I I just take everything the Shadow says as a lie because he's clouds your mind, and he's gonna you know kind of guide you in the direction he wants to go that's beneficial to him. So he could just be complete BS on this and training people. And we wouldn't know because he's clouding our mind as readers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the moment. Uh, once Batman shows up and he's fighting Joker and Stag, I like that Stag goes to like rip off his boot and it's like steel underneath. He's like, yeah, this is reinforced. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, like he's, Batman's beating Stag, and he's actually winning the fight. But Joker yeah. sneaks up behind him and like starts to strangle him with a bit of wire. And he's like, you know, all those years watching you with sidekicks, like you always snuck up on me and beat me up when I was beating yeah. them to a pulp with a crowbar. You know what? I've learned a few things from that. I snuck up on yeah. you this time. Uh, yeah. So I like that. Those those are fun plays on kind of the the mythology and stuff. And of course, mm-hmm. Shadow reveals that he could get out the chains at any time because that's. That's who he is. Uh, so he's, he goes off to save Batman. That's kind of the final cliffhanger. And we see Batman in this glorious two-page spread where he's strung up almost like a crucifix kind of yep. pose. And the Joker's basically invited all the other Gotham villains. You know, Man-Bat's there, Penguin's there, Scarface, Riddler, uh, yep. Scarecrow's there. The whole, whole shebang. They're all there to it's watch Batman everyone. die. So, yeah, that's my stuff. Uh, Riley Rosmo's art's still really good. With the exception mm-hmm. of those short ass bat ears, which I'm not fond of, but all on that, all on that, I, I like his Joker. The Joker is really good. I like he's kind of skeletal, but still has like a form, you know. Yeah, I have to admit, I kind of like the idea that he was wearing a t-shirt for throughout most of this, but it was one of those yeah. t-shirts with the, the tux design on it. Mm-hmm. That's what he was wearing. I thought that was pretty funny. Because of course he would. Of course, yeah. That's... Yeah, he keeps a party formal. Yeah, so yeah, we end with the shadow having to come to save Batman, which I, I know Matt probably loves the fact that Batman is the one that needs to be saved. I mean, but he's the next shadow, so, you know. It it's... makes me wonder, how's this going to end? Are we going to get some sort of weird, very out-of-continuity thing where Batman actually literally becomes the shadow, but he's still Batman? So now he can disappear uh... into the shadows? No, nah, it'll be him yeah. rejecting it. He'll yeah. reject yeah. the shadow because he's doing it to his, be his own thing. Yeah, I can see that. It's, it's also because well, he's so... not going to kill. He's got to. He's got to kill the bad guys too. And he's That's not true. trying to do That's it. That's true. It's just a super fan fictiony thing, isn't it? The idea that oh, Batman yeah, actually becomes a shadow and then goes into shadows, and you know, he's, he's a proper creature of the night. At the that the point. costume would essentially be the same, but he wears a red scarf around his mouth, like just superfluously. Like... No, I, I think he'd wear the hat as well, but the ears would go up through the hat. Okay. <laughs> Come out the side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I uh, but uh, it's, it's good fun. Uh, I'm still in, enjoying the series. It's getting a lot more wackier than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Because uh, you know, the well, first issue. Yeah, the first issue was basically a murder mystery, uh, and then they reveal yeah. at the end that the shadows are around. Whereas this is like, no, no, no we're getting into wacky territory where, uh, where we're completely shaking up the entire like DCU with what's going on. Uh, but no, it's just uh, like you say, it's pulpy, still fun. So. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, so I'll take us on to the final book of the week, which is one that just Connor read. Uh, I'm not going to quite call this Connor's Corner. That that name is now 
That's reserved. That's reserved for the... Uh, which reminds me, by the way, uh, your next Red Hoods is... Uh, yeah, you, you said that at the start. Next week. Uh, but I've remembered again. and now, now It's made me happy again. And I'm well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what the the schedule is looking like if it's next week or the week after. Yeah, it could change the week depending on busy schedule. That is true. Unless you got yeah. four, in which case you'd have to do one every week. But well, yeah, that that yeah. would change it, wouldn't it? But you've only got the one you need to do per month, so you can yeah, you can bit of flexibility. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, the book you read that we did not is uh, Batman Elmer Fudd Special Number One. Tom King, uh, rating and Byron Vaughn and Lee Weeks on art. So, just Lee Weeks credited just in Lee the Weeks? book. Yeah, well, don't know what happened. Oh, sorry, Byron Vaughn does the backup. Uh, so Lee Weeks ah, yeah, the There's a little backup, yeah. Ah, there you go. So I'm not completely. No, sorry about that. Ludicrous. As I ask Cora, he's so quick to try and correct things because he loves I'm, to I'm, be I'm right. Just, I'm looking at the credits page, and we've established even in this very episode that comicsology is not always right. That 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 is true. That is true, but. You jumped yeah, the gun, so I did. I forgot. I forgot about the backup because it's separate. Anyway, I've been hearing lots of rumblings on Twitter and the like that this was a, a good issue. So by all means, tell us what made Batman Elmer Fudd uh, a must read. <laughs> I, I would say that is the only reason I read this. I was hearing like you know all the all the praise it was getting, and you know it was twenty minutes before recording. I was like, I can fit in another comic. Go on, why not? And. I'm very glad I did, because it is fantastic. It is basically a noir. It completely changes all the characters. It's it's not like the, the cartoon characters at all. They're all human characters now. So Bugs, Bugs, yeah. Bugs Bunny, not Bugs Human. Right. He's, 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 a, he's a criminal hitman, but Bugs is, uh, is like his, his nickname, basically. His, his, his criminal nickname. All yeah. right, I'm intrigued. Because he, he eats carrots, and he likes carrot juice, and he's got, like, <laughs> rabbit uh, rabbit teeth almost. You know, he's got big front teeth. Mm-hmm. So so they called it. They call him Bugs Bunny. And Alma Fudd is also a hitman, who is, you know, he, in, in general, his his whole backstory in this is when he grew up, yeah, he, he had to hunt to survive. And, you, you know, if it was duck season, you, 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 you ate duck. If it was rabbit season, you ate rabbit. If you didn't catch them, tough shit you starve and the extension of that is when he grew up it was like i need to make money i'm gonna do this this is what i can do this is what i'm gonna do to survive so he's it starts with him i want to say that first of all the narration boxes immediately it has his lisp in it so it's all read okay. in in his voice like that Lo- lots and lots of w's in this in this comic <laughs> you will yeah, never see more w's good, in an issue yeah so that's maintained. The core of the character is intact. Hunting rabbits. Oh, yeah. he says that a lot, actually. Oh, does he? Okay. Like, a thing he says a lot is, my name is Elmer Fudd. I'm hunting rabbits. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes into this bar and he... Connor, he... I hate you so much right now. You want to read it, don't you? Yeah, I do. I hate when you do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is just a leave... one shot. I'm not getting you hooked on a whole series. I know. You couldn't leave well enough alone, though. I know, I know. So he goes into this bar, and and Bugs is sat there, and he's like, "Look, I know you did it." And he's like, "Bugs is like, yeah, I pulled the trigger, but I was paid to do it. I was hired." And he goes, "Right, who hired you?" He goes, "Bruce Wayne." So 
he, he leaves him. He's like, all right, well, we'll we'll finish our drinks. I won't kill you for now. You can you can stay. But at this point, he's he's walked into this bar. He's still in there. The whole outfit. He's got a shotgun. The lot. And, and he's dressed so, like Homer Fudd. He's at, he's oh at yeah, the, he's got the hat. Brown. Yeah, the, uh-huh. the brown. The yeah, the lot. Does uh does Bugs have an excuse to say what's up, Doc? At any point? He does. Uh, he does. does. Uh, uh, no. I think, well, I think it's what's up, Docs, because he says it when 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 Batman's around as well. Mm, okay. Okay. So, is there other cartoon characters in this bar? Or is it just Bugs and? Uh, there's a few. You've got uh, Tweety's there. Um, I think there's a couple of others scattered in the bar. No Sylvester. Is Daffy showing up because I need the the duck season, rabbit season thing. Uh, I don't now. think so. Oh. It, uh, the thing is, a lot of it's hard to tell because obviously they don't look like them now because they're all humanized. Right. So you just get mm. like, you know, the guy goes, I say, I say. And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But th- that's it. Like, Awkward. there's no yeah. visual way of knowing. Yeah, gotcha. So he goes off to, to Bruce Wayne. He, he bursts into his, his mansion. He's having a party and he shoots him. Uh, and then he cuts away thinking he's killed him and he's like, the the whole thing it turns out is it's it's revenge because Bugs has killed his girlfriend, mm. and he's like he's he's pissed off. He's like, right, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna kill the the person who killed her. So he goes and kills Bruce Wayne, but obviously doesn't kill him because then right. as he's driving away, Batman shows up, and and we see that he the whole thing he's pissed off because the his girlfriend's dead, but all they left was blood and a carrot. So that he knew who it was. It was like a, a calling card. But there was uh, no body. And that's why he's so uh, so furious. Because he can't mourn. He can't bury her. And then you get a little shootout with Batman. Action looks fantastic. Because Lee Weeks does an incredible mm-hmm. job. Um, I don't know if you, you're much familiar with his work in general. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a fan. I, yeah, I know the name. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what he'd done. But I, I know I know I've read stuff with his name popping up before yeah he's, he's very good and this is all like incredibly moody like i said it's it's shot like it looks like a noir like very dim lots of just you know lights from the side and in the shadows mm-hmm. so then you have them once he realizes that he's being set up he's like no i know it wasn't bruce wayne because obviously he doesn't say why but he's like you know you, you just have to trust me on this and elmer's like well i don't trust you but i don't really trust bugs either so let's go back to see what he says and they go in and they have a big bar fight basically it's just a big brawl with them taking everyone nice. out and it's pretty great it, and bugs is just sat there the whole time just waiting for it to finish uh, and that's when, when when they clear everyone out and it's just the two of them left standing he's there they're sitting there that's when he says what's up docs and uh he asks why, why, why did you kill her and uh then from the side someone else comes in and says uh because i asked him to do it and there she is. She's there the whole time, and she's she's set it up. She's faked her own death because she wanted to get Damn away from them. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. And it's it's fantastic. And so they end up just all sitting there and going, "Well, we're all played. We might as well sit and have a drink." And obviously, it ends with with the the barman going, "That's all, folks." Oh man, it's it's well worth reading. I'm gonna have to read this because you're like the third person to tell me to read it. So then we've got the backup, which is much more traditional. Bugs is actually a rabbit again. It's very cartoony. you got Bugs sitting there on a tr- next to a tree. Sign says rabbit season. He's having a little nap. And shotgun comes into his face. And he basically pulls his pranks. 
And he goes, hey, it's not rabbit season, it's bat season. And Elmer's like, yeah, but if it's bat season, you know, where, where are all the bats? And he goes, one second. And he pulls out a bat signal. And out pops Batman and goes, justice. And Bugs is like, see, bat season. <laughs> and so we get there, so Elmer shoots him. He's like, bat season. Uh, and it just goes around for a bit. And he's like, yeah, but it's it's rabbit season. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's if, if, if it's not bat season, then you just shot Batman for no reason. And, you know, Batman can't shoot him for no reason. So he shoots him again and goes, yep, it's definitely bat season. It literally just goes around for you know a good few pages of this, until it gets to the end, where Batman, uh, one of them crosses it out. No, Bugs crosses it out and changes it from Rabbit season to to Robert, Robin season after Batman <laughs> calls in his reinforcements, calls in the family. All, all four of them are there, and then you just have them all running away because he says, "Yeah, Robin season." He's just shooting after them, and it's it's fun. And then Batman's like, "Hey, I should introduce you to the Joker. He likes to play pranks too." It's it's kind of a weird ending. Oh man, it's fun. Are we comparing the Joker to Bugs Bunny? <laughs> he, he is. He gets, is, that, yeah. is, that, is that what we're doing? Here? Batman goes there. Uh, I'd I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine. I think you'll hit it off. You remind me of him. He also likes jokes. Uh, okay. As, as a... Yeah. <laughs> we're down to the backup. Okay. It sounds like a yeah. fun issue overall. Though, it, so. it was. It was a lot of fun. That's 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 fair. That's fair. Uh. That was the last. That was the last book. So uh, that's yeah. on to our favourites of the week. Although, of course, before we say our favourites, we will give you the results of last week's favourites for the patrons who get to vote. If you go over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFlixTV, you get to sign up uh, and support the, support the podcast, support everything else we do on the channel. Uh, and for the one dollar tier or more, you get to vote on a weekly sort of favourites poll uh, that goes up. Uh, there's there's a lot of sirens and noises coming from outside today. It's been it's been, a, been a hectic day. Um, but yeah, so the winners from last week uh, actually line up with their own very heavily. Uh, now, admittedly, actually, we did get Matt's favourites. I, 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 I was questioning... We, the only one up. we didn't get was his cover. Ah, that's not a yeah. big deal. Uh, but best book uh, went to Batman 25, which is not surprising. We all kind of... That was yeah, unanimous yeah. between us, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, best art went to Batwoman, number four. Uh, that was a bit more split. We had a lot of different picks for, for that, so yeah. that, that was kind of a crapshoot in that sense. Uh, and then best cover f- uh, agreed with me and Connor and went with the Green Arrow number twenty-five. So uh, that that was the that patrons. was pretty good cover. Yeah, that that was the patrons. Do you know what I think is weird about that cover? Not not the cover itself, but the fact that they're using it to promote this next arc, and they're saying oh it starts in issue twenty-six. Uh, you know, do you know they do that the, the preview like cover at the back of the some yeah. of the issues? Yeah, or the start of some of the issues. Uh, they're saying, "Oh, this, this, you know, uh, traveling hero, whatever it's called, hard traveling hero." There you go. Uh, starting issue twenty six. I'm like, that's the twenty five cover. That's weird. Uh, but hey what, What's also weird about that is their their list is it says from Schmidt and Fryer um, on art in that preview bit, mm. but I'm pretty sure it's um, Burn who's doing twenty six. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's been posting about it a lot on Facebook, I'm seeing yeah. him post it. You know, he's quite excited about it. Understandably, odd, odd. Uh, but yeah, favourites. So I guess we will start with panel of the week. Oh geez, I don't have one ready. Oh no, um, me either. So well, we'll go great, Matt. Then Matt, what was your favourite panel? Oh no, great. Ah, uh, there's there's a lot. I want to pull from Supergirl being super, but it's hard to find one just in there I, I, by itself. I, I, 
I can see I can see the dilemma. I can see yeah, the dilemma. But I also really enjoyed the Superman family coming to Superman's aid. And that, that's a goodie. Yeah, so <laughs> it's gonna involve Superman in some way. I guess I'll go <laughs> super <laughs> I'll do the last page of Supergirl being super. Where where she has the makeshift cape and she meets Superman for the first time. In iconic poses. That that is very fair. That that, that is yeah. definitely one that I could have picked. Uh, and makes still, I don't know. I'll I'll really like that page. I really like the. <sighs> then there's Wonder Woman too. God damn it. Yeah, there's Wonder Woman too. Um, Wonder Woman, of course, had some great stuff. Uh, particularly when she gets her lasso back. That that final page of that that book's really good. Uh, I also really like that page with Supergirl saving uh, Dolly and being super. Uh, I think that was. A fantastic mm-hmm. page, and uh, obviously we're picking panel, but that was a, a splash page, so it was all one panel. But I, I also, I, again, I really liked the uh, that final page of uh, action, and I, I don't think I'm going to rack a- action that high in my top five necessarily. But that page, oofed. Yeah, I know what you mean. Can't deny the the fist pumpiness of that. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the last page of action. I'm going to go with the super family yeah. united. Yeah, that's my pick, Connor. I've said I'm going with the, the final page of Wonder Woman. I think it's a perfect way to just wrap up that run. Can, can I just say how lazy we all are? We all pick final pages. I know. <laughs> Super lazy. I, I feel like it's a strange week where not not a lot of things were jumping out to me as I really want that. It's it's mostly the final pages that were going, oh, these are the... Do, do you know what it is? So obviously with, the, with action, it's like, oh, that's a big moment. But with, with Wonder Woman, it's like, no, that's the subdued moment at the end. Well, yeah, I think I think what it is, especially with Wonder Woman and being super, is that they're both the end of the story. So they yeah. both have these ending moments, yeah. and action has the big fist pump, we're going to the final fight kind of thing. Um, all right, best cover of the week. This one's actually quite hard. I feel like there's a lot of good covers. I, I have a question. Are we allowed yeah. to pick a DC book that we did not cover? Sure. Uh, I don't know. I feel like no. I feel like it's not one that had to be on the show. Why? What would you have picked? I, I, I would have gone with uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, Otto Schmidt's cover for that is fantastic. Did you read Suicide Squad? Not yet. <laughs> I was going to because it's Cedric, and I was like, yeah, it's a stab an arc. I'll give it a try, but I didn't get around to it. Uh, no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say you have to pick Damn one it. that we covered on the show. That's the rule. All right, fine. I'll go with Batman Elmerford. I think it's a great cover. You know, it's it's just. It's very is. simple, but it just works. Um, I'll have to look that look that up later. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Um, I, I am conflicted between a few things. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like none of the covers are like obvious. Ten out of ten. That's the one I'm picking. But there's a lot of solid like eight out of tens that I really like. Mm-hmm. There's like a good four of those, uh, potentially. But I think I'm going to settle. See, the art in Wonder Woman is really nice, but I think I want to actually pick Detective. Uh, Batman and Zatanna coming in uh, looks really nice. That, but being the super it. is also really nice. So that, that. With with the cover, it's not just about the the artwork itself. It's yeah. about you know the, the, the placement of the image. Yeah, the composition. And I feel like Detective has a really nice sort of shape to it because of the way the mm-hmm. cape kind of makes this Yeah, image. I know what you mean. Uh, whereas Wonder Woman looks really pretty, but it's, it's very much like, here's a lot of things going down the middle of this page. Matt. Mine's Supergirl being super. This, you're just talking about composition. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice flow with the cape. 
Oh, that is. Like you feel the motion there. Nice. I think Batgirl's also got a nice cover, just to give that a shout. Flash is not bad as well. There's a lot of good covers. Yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Uh, so, that'll take us on to Best Art of the Week. Now, here's where things get really uh, murky and interesting, potentially. Although Carl looks pretty confident. He's, he's, he's making a face as if, no, it's obvious. Um, what are you talking uh, about? No, I think it is. It's, it's, it's Wonder Woman for me. You've got Sharp and Evely, and also they were tackling, even though it was present day, all of it, like Evely was still tackling the segments that were relevant to her part of the story. You know, like um, uh, the, the the Veronica Kale stuff was still, that was her section. So it all still thematically tied up really nicely. And it got to have both the two Wonder Woman artists on one issue. So obviously. Yeah. Matt? Uh, we're we're going to make this almost a clean sweep, but it's got to be Joel Jones for. Supergirl being super. I have to agree with Matt on this one. Fantastic all the way through. Yeah. Although Wonder Woman's a close second because of the reasons yeah. Connor said. Yeah. But and also Flash is in that discussion because I did like how they dealt with the the different timelines and different artists. So I think I, I think the problem with the Flash is I was less keen on some of the art than other sections, so it kind of yeah. drags it down a bit. Hmm. Yeah. No. I I I dug it. I I, I mean I even like really Batgirl's art for the most part, but uh, now I'm going with Supergirl being super as well. Joel Jones, uh, very consistent, very good. Obviously, Wonder Woman's up there, but uh, yeah, there's a, there's a genuine kind of, it just works so well for the coming-of-age story. It gives it the right feeling and tone, and I feel like I'm just repeating stuff we said about the, the past issues when we talked about those, but mm-hmm. same things apply, uh, the scholarly stuff, and as obviously that final page and all those big moments played really, really well. Uh, and then, of course, that page with the emotion that she's trying to save her friend, and she doesn't, you know, because she remembers yeah. not saving the first one, and you got those flashbacks. All of it just played really well, and there was that swooping motion to the whole thing. So, uh, no, Joel yeah. Jones, Supergirl being super. All right, top fives, top fives of the week. Who is who's volunteering to go first? I will. It's easy. All I've right, already, I've already clean sweep by number one, so it's Supergirl being super. <laughs> Have you picked that for everything? And then, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, and then Wonder Woman, Detective Comics, The Flash. Yeah, what's gonna be the last one? Go Batman Shadow. Really, really had a lot of fun with that one. Cool. Uh, Connor, uh, I'm gonna go Wonder Woman at one, Supergirl being super two, Batman Elmer Fudd three. I think four. I'm gonna go with Hal Jordan, and then five detective. Connor with the alternative man's list. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Supergirl being super at number one, uh, Wonder Woman at number two, Detective at number three, Flash at number four, and it's not the exact same as Matt's, even though it has been up until mm-hmm. now. Uh, I'm going to throw in Batgirl at number five. So. Oh wow. So there you go. That's uh, that, that's our, our top picks this week. Of course, the poll uh, for episode 58, which is this one, uh, will be up before the end of the weekend for the patrons, and then you can go and uh, vote. You've got, you got until we just start recording next week to put your put your thoughts in and picks and whatnot. But that, that is us. So I, that leads me to tell you about what's coming next week. So what is coming next week? That's a very good question. So week one 
of July. Man, it's July already. <laughs> Years flying. You know. uh, but we have Batman number 26, we have Deathstroke number 21, Green Arrow number 26, Green Lantern's number 26, Nightwing number 24, Superman number 26. Uh, and we're not covering these, but also out is Bane Conquest number 3, Cyborg 14, Harley Quinn 23, and Justice League 24. Is there anything else popping up that's been pushed from a previous week that I may be... I'm, I'm just having a scan, I'm not seeing anything. No? you got the the one known by Greg Rucker, Volume 2, is there, which yeah. obviously... Oh, that's exciting. That's cool. No, notable. That's cool, but, that's cool. Yeah, that's everything. Uh, well, good. So, yeah, it's a lighter week. Week 1's have been proven to be consistently a bit lighter than the rest of the month, which is nice, gives us a, a week. It does mean Red Hood will probably be next yeah, week. Yeah, it does mean you're doing Red Hood next week, yeah. It's likely. <laughs> and, and, unless something gets it was, in the it was way, funny. It was funny, actually, because... Uh, uh, David Short, who made us the uh, the new buttons, I'll just I'll put them both up so people can remember what they look like. Yeah, they're nice. Look at them; they're lovely. Uh, he uh, when when he sent me these images and he said, "Oh, I made these new these these new images." Uh, he also mentioned, "Oh, by the way, we're almost approaching a week one, which means Connor's about to read Red Hood: The Outlaws issue eight. Best of luck to him, I believe, was the phrase that was in the message. <laughs> luck is for losers." Oh, that's so, a promising uh, sign, isn't it? That's very promising. But no, so uh, I'll take those buttons away uh, so we have a nice clean clean video for the exit. Uh, but that so, is that is us. There you go. I was going to say, we, we did some extra stuff this week. We did the, the Black Magic uh, first volume for the Patreons. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, Obviously, we did the, the odd extra little non-DC uh, comics video for Patreon. And I did want to mention, that obviously, we did a, a spoiler-free session saying, oh, you should basically, basically go and go and read this and um it is on sale on comiXology at the minute it's half off so oh, it's like 3.99 so definitely go and grab that yeah um no the yeah we had a spoiler free section so we gave our thoughts on it without spoilers and then talked about the plot and stuff uh, that was the volume one trade which is issues one to five issue six came out this week we will have an issue six video up on patreon as well mm-hmm. uh, and that's when we'll be, we'll be doing uh, issue to issue as it comes out for, uh, as a bonus on patreon but speaking of patreon go to patreon.com slash uh all the bonus stuff is in the five dollar tier the the voting stuffs uh for the for the weekly picks are in the one dollar tier uh the five dollar tier also has the uh the vote for what we do as an extra in the fifth weeks which uh, i think the next one's august so we're not too far away from uh, another one of those um but yeah, go and check out that you can support the podcast uh, get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz like subscribe give us a good review all the rest of that all that kind of stuff all of it helps us out uh, individual twitters i'm at wibble89 connor's at connor ryan 94 matt's at matt of steel 57 and he missed this episode 57 last week which he was upset about oh, when weird. he realized yeah. yeah, but I got to meet Jason Fabric, so that was pretty dope. Oh yeah, how how did that go? Was he nice? Was he pleasant? Yeah, oh he's very very nice, and he uh, shared some tidbits with you, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I was going on about how I love the um, that Batman issue with the nine panel grid, and you know Saturn Girl because I'm a Legion fan, and he said originally it paid more homage to Watchmen, but someone he didn't say who liked it so much more for something else that they pulled it and no one ever gets to see that art now because it's, it's his and he's not allowed to. So, but there was originally a different sequence for Saturn girl. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, so get to thinking what it could be. I've got but, a yeah. funny feeling that the, the person who pulled this might be named Johns and it might be showing up in doomsday clock. Uh, it's just a feeling. That's what I said. I go, so, so, is there maybe a doomsday clock? He goes, 
I didn't say that, but I did not say it. That was his line. <laughs> you know, like he's like you're clearly smart enough to put it together. But yeah, super super nice guy. Very very much you know grateful that people have a line to meet him. The dude's super young too. Like I didn't realize he was that young until you see him in person. So the fact that he's pumping out the amount that he does, it was pretty cool. I think. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so no, uh, that, 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 has, that has been episode 58 of Comics in the Multiverse, also the end of June books as well. Uh, looking ahead to July, of course, I told you it was coming next week, but I just want to mention, we do have the next you know Dark Days one shot, the casting, that's coming in a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, so we're getting to some meaty stuff and then August of course kicks the event off proper uh, but that is us for episode 50 that has been another fun filled exciting action packed two hours or it's been a kind of mediocre alright yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't throw us in a river kind of quality uh, which is what we aim for we aim for just above average I, I know my limits I know my limits we don't have to shoot yeah. for the moon Lower your expectations. Batman, would be so disappointed for you. <laughs> that, He'd be so disappointed in you. But that is my slogan for anyone who's about to meet me. I always say, lower your expectations. <laughs> That's what I always say. It's good advice. It's <laughs> good advice. Oh, man. And then I always exceed them a little bit because I've always just, you know. Yeah. What's, what was that noise? Like, no, nah, you lower them, but no, nah, I still don't quite do it. No, exactly. So. Ah, Connor's the worst. If people want to make him more buttons and visual things that upset him for the screen, by all means, I will. Uh, I will. I, anything Obviously, that will... the the thing he really wants you to do is make me read more, read more Red Hood. Oh, uh, true, true. But uh, like a- anything that doesn't infringe copyright or anything like that, or is offensive, I will happily throw on the screen to upset Connor. So. Yeah, keep that in mind. But that is us, so thank you once again for watching and or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comic books, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Connor Kent's real. It's not imaginary.